Did you people see what he did to me? He pummeled me. He, he kept striking me in the head. I, I was bleeding from, from my head, from my nose, from my ears. I bled so much. For the first time in my life, I had to have a transfusion. I mean, he gave me a concussion, damn it. He tried to break my legs. He took my legs and wrapped them around the ring post. He tried to break my legs. And then he, he split my legs and he yanked on them and he, and he drove my pelvis into that steel pole. He practically pulverized my privates. And if it hadn't been for a little therapeutic massage, I, I don't think I'd be standing before. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the retirement of the greatest superstar to have entered our timeline, your timeline, any fucking timeline in the history of wrestling. As we say good night, God bless and thank you. Most importantly, thank you to the Colossus of Bugger Road as we say goodbye to one Nathan Jones as it's time to take a look at the Raw and Smackdowns off the back of Survivor Series and on the way to Armageddon 2003, our final stop of 2003. It's been a long year. It's been one hell of a long year. As always, I'm your host, Dave, and joining me is Big Sexy himself, Michael Rag. Are you ready? I think I am ready, but I'm not ready to say goodbye to Nathan Jones. It's, it hurts. It hurts. Because he's what there and then more, he's not. What hurts more is that little backhanded fucking comment by Heyman. But he's gone now. Nathan's not here anymore. <laughs> why? <laughs> but why? Explain to us. I want fucking Vince McMahon to open an episode of SmackDown and come out. And I want a 20 minute fucking monologue on the life and times and why Nathan Jones is not here anymore. It's a travesty that we've kept Matt Morgan and his powerbomb. We've only just lost a seven footer who could hardly move who has a finisher as a powerbomb on Raw. And now we've got something exactly the fucking same. Just, just a lot younger. A, a lot, I, I was going to say a lot less hair as well, but last time we saw Nash, he cut that fucker off and all. How are we? How I'm, are we? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. I, I think last time I saw you, we was at Bramall Lane we watching were. Mick Foley. We were. Great show. Great night. Great show. Yeah. Um, but as we post on social media, I probably a lot of people were because we posted about it for fucking days. <laughs> Uh, we went to go and see the meet and greet an audience with Mick Foley at Bramall Lane um, a couple of weeks ago now, wasn't it? Yeah, last, last Wednesday. 
Um, so, brilliant night. Um, it was a brilliant, in intimate en venue. Mm. There's only maybe 500 people there maximum. I wouldn't even say even, that. I would not even say that. I've said just over 100, I uh, think. And it was just two hours of Mick Foley telling stories, telling little tales. Um, any sort of highlights, best moments from the night itself? Any stories that stand out? Uh, I liked his story about uh, after No Way Out 2000, where he went back to the hotel room. <laughs> He was a bit depressed, so he started watching well, a film of Mature. Let's set the scene. So, Mick Foley says, in all these uh, audience webs and these meet and greets and these one-man shows, um, he says that he always likes to... He, do, he doesn't like to swear, but he will drop one F-bomb. And he goes, but I'll never let you know when that F-bomb is going to get dropped. Up to this point, Mick Foley, he's got about... This is his last story uh, of the whole night. He's not sworn yet, so we kind of know it's coming. But we we don't know it's know coming. Um... So it's No Way Out 2000, it's Mick Foley's last ever match. Um, he leaves the arena, he gets in his car, and he goes back to the hotel room. Michael. And then he decides to, he's feeling a bit down, so he decides to cheer himself up and starts to watch a film of a mature nature. <laughs> then he decides to, in front of a little seven-year-old kid, <laughs> says, it's a film about two people fucking. <laughs> I went back to the hotel room, film of mature, and yes, folks. That was two people fucking. I thought it was brilliant. And I also I was very impressed with Flash Morgan Webster. Webster, I want to yeah. say his name. Never seen the kid wrestle before that. I've gone away and watched a couple of his matches afterwards. He'd fit quite well on 205. Well, he's NXT UK, isn't he? Yeah, he's got that, he's got that look. He's that got, style. He's got the TJP look. He's not intimidating. There's nothing about him. No, no he's not. Too, I wouldn't even go there. I go as far as who's that offers a Drake. He's got the Drake Maverick look. Where yeah. he's scrawny, but a scrapper. A scrapper. It goes again like Spike Dudley. Yeah. Spike Dudley. You look at him and he doesn't look intimidating at all. But then you watch him and people his size, you could quite comfortably kick fuck out of. So shall we get on, Mike, to a bit of Raw and SmackDown as we lead on to Armageddon 2003, our final stop. In the pay-per-view calendar of the WWE. And it's been a one hell of a long year. <laughs> so, we are 24 hours removed from a very... Lackluster Survivor Series. Underwhelming. Uh, night of gimmicks. Underwhelming, the night of the gimmicks and stipulations. Job. Um, what has we always, before we get into Raw Smackdowns, what are you hoping to get out? A good build to Armageddon. So, we're going to see... Triple H trying to claim the title back again, yeah. maybe. What's, are they going to bring up Austin's not there anymore? Probably. Well, we do open up with uh, Bischoff's painting over Austin's picture. I thought it was a very Great cool shot. touch. Absolutely. Great shot. Especially where if you think in the arena um, for the last, I'd say, two, three months... Um, it's been they've obviously seen what we've seen at home, so... The picture when, of Bischoff, the then the picture, picture of Austin. With the boo, picture of Austin the cheer... This was the uh, brilliant touch with spray painting over. So it is the first episode of Raw then. It's November the 7th, 17th, 2003. We are live from Beaumont in Texas. Your host is always Uncle Eric and Team Bischoff. They kick things off and Eric offers each one anything they want, anytime they want. Evolution interrupt and Triple H, he sucks up and basically points out that he indirectly won the match for Eric's team via his cronies. So Eric offers a title shot to Triple H tonight. But instead, he wants three-on-one against Goldberg. So he's turning down a shot at the world title 
just so it he can beat Cody's, up Goldberg. Can beat up Goldberg. So the next time he has a shot at the world title, Goldberg's fucked. It's all up here, isn't it? Cerebral assassin it's for a reason. It's all That's why he's the game. But what I did like is fucking Allen's basically putting himself over in a match he wasn't even part of. Yeah. It's like, you can just imagine backstage after the match, fucking, they're all there, Orton, Mark Henry, Steiner, Triple H walks in, his fist bumping, he's high-fiving, he goes to Orton, he goes, man, it was tough out there, but I knew together we'd get through it and we claimed no win. He's like, he's just, he's jumping on the bandwagon of Team Bishop. He's got to take the glory. It's his boy. That it's like, it. it's like, it's his boys that help win the match. It's like that episode of Friends where Ross and Chandler are talking about something and Joey's laughing along with him. And they go, but Joey, you weren't even there. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, Triple H, you weren't even fucking part of this. But here's your gift anyway. Fucking, you've got to please Triple H and he'll go out, he'll fucking get his toys and he'll smash them up in his bedroom and he'll kick off. What about me? You know what, Triple H? I see right where you're going and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And as far as I'm concerned, you can have your rematch for the World Heavyweight title with Goldberg anytime you want. What? That's a favor for you. Damn right it's a favor. That's great. Hey, that's awfully white of you, Eric. No offense, guys. <laughs> really. But, but you gotta understand something. Goldberg's a, a different kind of guy. He doesn't respect the rules. And, and by not respecting the rules that you make and that you govern, in essence, Goldberg doesn't respect you, Eric. See, last night, Eric, Goldberg went nuts with a sledgehammer. And that sledgehammer is the only reason. Goldberg knows it. I know it. That sledgehammer is the only reason that I am not standing before you, the world heavyweight champion. Sledgehammer. Triple H introduced, by the way. So, so Triple H, what do you have in mind? What, what, what's he saying? Come on, Jerry, you can lip read. What's he saying? I'm not sure. Our opening match of the night is Booker T versus Mark Henry. Why? Because. I, I don't. I can't explain. So, is this going to be the night of rematches? Oh. Probably. Probably. Uh, Booker, he uses the ropes for the pin around six and a half minutes. Cheating to win. Well, I suppose if they're going to come at you, you'll go at them first before yeah. they come at you, innit? I do suppose. It, like Austin's old shit, doing to others before they yeah, do unto exactly. you. Exactly. Uh, next match was La Resistance against Mark Jindrak and Garrison Lance Cade. Nice to see the Bellens back. I never thought I'd say them worse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, double team drop kick on Dupree for the pin in around four minutes. Um, it's nice to see that the Jobber connection are getting a victory over someone that's not a fluke. It's not. Yeah. That was a clean but. But did you notice Cage using the clothesline from hell there? I did. JBL's going to fucking beat him up for that one. You know he is. When JBL becomes JBL because at the minute he's still, yeah. he'll have a beer, he'll smash a beer can over it. It's, not JBL. It's still a cut backstage. <laughs> not JBL. He'll just smash a beer can over his head and that. But JBL will get his dick out him in the shower and everything. <laughs> uh, we go backstage. Shawn Michaels is about to do an interview. But Bischoff wants him thrown out of the building so he can go home and think about how he's failed Stone Cold. Yeah, but Michaels could just buy a ticket. I mean, it's like I said to Orton a few months ago. He's a millionaire. Yeah, and it worked for um, 
Austin. Yeah. When Austin got a ticket right. from Heidenreich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get clips of the ambulance match, which JR notes was basically a car wreck. And I love how uh, they were kind of like, it was shoot comment, but wasn't supposed to be a shoot comment. Mm. It was JR saying, that was a load of shit. But on all these spills and all these highlights, my God, Shane, again, they are making him look like a the fighter. most important wrestler on the fucking brand. And the whole WWE. Best in the world. <laughs> not at this fucking time, he's not. He's going against Kane. And Kane's next storyline, which is one we'll get onto a little bit later. Is what should have happened straight away. 100%. Not before even Goldberg got thrown into the situation. Well, you're taking... Like, it's weird how they're presenting So they're presenting Shano as this man that's dominated Kane and it came within an inch of getting the victory. But then Kane's going now into main event storyline. Kane should have been in chamber. But where does Shane go from this? Surely with how they're making you... He's gone to hospital. Well, you know, he's got internal bleeding. So where does he go? Does he go back into the mid-card now? Does he start having mixed tags with Trish? Against Victoria and Stevie Richards. Up next, I see title, RVD versus Ric Flair, by order of Uncle Eric, with the Frog Splash getting banned this evening. And I see, at this point, the IC title was the only title Flair never won. Um, RVD, he goes for a Frog Splash, but Orton brings him down with an RKO for the DQ in around six and a half minutes, which is obviously setting up Orton, RVD, and the paper. But RVD should have been DQ'd when he kicked Orton first. See, that's always, I've never understood this. At what point is a running a DQ? What's the running? Whoever they go for. So if they hit, so I'm having a match, I'm Austin, I'm going against it the happens, It happens in a couple of weeks with the... Uh, Vince, you'll come running and I punch you first. Yeah. Am I then disqualified for interfering with outside interference? Well, it's like with uh, <laughs> Stacey in a couple of weeks when she slaps test yeah. against RVD. That's a DQ. Test won by DQ. That's, that's it. Look, because that's what happened when Jericho helped uh, his keep Universal title against Roman. No, exactly. It's fucking bullshit. Um, we get the return of the highlight reel. And they've even found the Jeriton 5000 and restored it to its former glory. Uh, it's always nice to see that TV screen. Um, Jericho, he takes credit for Austin's departure and brings out his first new guest, Lita. And then who's, even... who's wearing a bit of a wonder bra. Don't you? Well... Can you remember when she were a hoe? She's and I don't, I don't then. mean, I don't mean Edge and Matt Hardy. The Godfather. I mean, when she was a hoe. Part of the hoe tree. Yeah, she had nothing. When she was, when she debuted Vesey Rios, she, she had, had nothing. nothing. Slowly now, she's padding it and padding it and padding it uh, to the point where she's going to be Lita, the hoe of fucking Edge era of having sex on Raw with a big set of fun bags. They're not, that's no padded bra. No. Nah. She has she has major, major, cardinal level she major stops, surgery. She stops wearing a bra full stop. <laughs> and Jericho, he also brings out, making his debut slash return. His SmackDown contract has fucking expired. Oh, yeah! yeah. V1. His new video package. His yeah. new video screen. So they've taken away... It's it like seems, more Matrixy. More Matrix, exactly, more Matrix. That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, so my honey, he comes to the ring. Um, he, he wants to ask Lita a question. He drops down onto one knee. Is he going to ask her to be a, an MF for life? We don't know because we have an interruption. 
Oh, yeah. I'm talking about someone whose contract just expired on SmackDown. I'm talking about someone who's making his big return tonight to Monday Night Raw. Who is it, JR? You gotta know. Come on. I don't know. I'm talking about... Than Lita, I guess. Lita, there's something that I need to ask you. And it's a, it's a really simple question. Here, take my hand. Uh oh, wait a minute. It's something that I've been meaning to ask you for a really long time now. Uh oh. Oh. Uh oh. Oh, look out here. We know what's going to happen now. Lita. I'm to say this is nice, but that's Molly Holly, the women's champion, interrupting this. Interrupting this. Molly Holly is all of all the people. Because she's, even though she beat Lita last night, she still wants to fight her. Yeah. You won. You won, so move on to the next person. She's got no claim for no. rematch. No. And we find out through all this that there is a match set for later on with Matt and Lita versus Molly and Bish. Of all people, Molly could have picked <laughs> Eric Bischoff. I'd have picked Lesnar. I don't even have to make a call to SmackDown. I'd have picked Kane. Kane would have gone. Austin. No, no, Evolution. Yeah, Big Dave. <laughs> Pick Big Dave. Fuck it. Oh, he's got a match. They've got a match later, haven't they, against Goldberg? There you go. But Kane's not got a match. Kane's always pissed off at everybody. He wants to kill people. Hey, you've got a fucking point, yeah. She could have said, I've got an opponent. <laughs> you can pick anyone on the Ross on the Raw roster. You pick the general manager fucking who don't man. wrestle. Oh, but he is a black belt in karate, though. Yeah, that's not wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> we go backstage and Bischoff is pissed at Molly for picking him as a partner. But she explains that it's his chance to get rid of Lita. So if they win, Lita is fired for good. But if they lose, Lita gets another title shot. So you'd think that Lita's getting rid of the title shot. Yeah, yeah. Because because there's fucking nobody else to fight for woman's title. Because Trish is busy <laughs> trying to get with Jericho. And that's it. And where's and Victoria? We see her next week. <laughs> it's in my nose. And I forgot. We see him again. <laughs> Raw World Tag Titles. Have we noticed how the Raw World Tag Titles are always defended? I but they've not updated the fucking graphics. They've still not... Mate, I've been arguing this toss for the past year. I've just given up fucking getting bothered about it now. Um, but yeah, I do like how they're always defended. 
But, but it is the same. But it's kind of like to say, don't forget we've got tag titles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't forget we've got a tag division. One actual team. We spoke about and this, then... though. You, you, you put both SmackDown and Raw's tag team roster together and you still don't get a tag team roster. It's it's unsettling, is the word I use about the uh, tag team division. But this is what Stardew uses his favour for. You, you can have any favour. You go for the world title. They all go for the world title. No, I want me and Tess to get a shot of belts. Uh, the 3D gets to win for the Dudleys. Uh, the story coming out of this was Stacia refusing to toss Test a belt to use. So Do you notice when uh, Stardew went to go grab the belts, though? It fucking botched that. <laughs> so we move on then. Um, Matt Hardy, he's got a surprise for Lita, but that's later. Will he pop the question? Ask her to be the, her to be the match who's follower for life. So, up next is Matt Hardy and Lita versus Molly Holly and Eric Bischoff. Uh, Bischoff tags in wearing a suit, but Lita nails him and goes for the tag, but Matt pulls away. Well, there goes the relationship. I think JR jinxed it um, before the match saying, oh, how nice. <laughs> Bischoff, he pins her around two and a half minutes and she is fired. Matt makes it official, asking his big question, how could she be so selfish? Why exactly. couldn't she should just come to SmackDown? Be his be manager. Good MFA. Matt sends her to Dumpsville, baby. Population one. <laughs> so I guess you could say that Lita's heart has now been broken. Ah, delightful! The relationship was deleted. And Hardy looking at the tag. Intergender rules. Bischoff got the tag from uh, Molly. And by the structure of these through. Oh! Don't go shock now. You look surprised, Lita. Why? You want to know the question that I was going to ask you? Well, here it is. How could you be so selfish? Selfish? selfish. What are you talking about? The only thing you had to do was come join the lonely Matt Hardy of SmackDown. But no, that wasn't going to happen, was it? You had to train. You had to make this great comeback. Come back to Raw and win the women's title. And you couldn't even do that right. 
it's obvious to me that the woman's title is more important to you than me, Matt Hardy version one. Your career is more important than our relationship. And Vaughn, if that's how you want to have it your way, because as far as I'm concerned, we are through! Wow. Last night, she, her professional life came down the corner now. The love of her life has dumped her. This poor thing has got a broken heart. Uh, up next, Valvinus versus Rico. If I say filler, you say match. <laughs> now, I may just be ignorant here, but when did they change Rico's music? Uh, was it when he returned or yeah I've, yeah we've had different music since he's uh, he's not got that you, you look, look so, so good to me yeah he's not got that anymore he's got generic look at me I'm a generic jobber it's, I'm gayer than gay <laughs> <laughs> yeah Rico against Valvinus we've probably seen that 10 times since I Rico slash Valvinus has returned and I don't think Commentators actually call this spot at all. They just focus on calling Nico no. gay without yeah. calling him gay. Uh, Val uh, gets the money shot for the win. Six minutes. Absolutely nothing match. All it did was just make Rico look like the jobber that he is. The highlight was literally King's comment, King of the Jar saying, um, just because you don't wear a black cowboy hat doesn't mean you make you queer. <laughs> not saying. Then JR says, I'm not saying that, but it should be a crown. <laughs> <laughs> We go backstage, Lita bumps into Christian and informs her that he got her job back by using the magic favour from Bischoff. I have a question here. I think Christian's looking for rebound sex. I well, think he's playing oh, yeah. blinder. Absolute blinder, I've got your job back, get on this. Yeah, genius, but I've got a question. <laughs> Why has Lita brought a dog to work? I don't know. I mean... I don't know. Can you remember when Tori has a dog? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you bring your dog to work when you're a wrestler? I don't know. I don't know. What? Please, please, not right now. Where are you please. going? Where are you going to, huh? Where am I going? I'm fired. I'm leaving the building. I have no boyfriend. I have no job. Are you trying to rub it in? I'm not, listen, I'm not here to rub it in. I'm not trying to rub anything in, okay? You don't have to go anywhere because I got you your job back. You're not fired. What do you mean I'm not fired? Eric just fired me. Uh, I don't want to make a big deal about this because it's not really a big deal, okay? I used the favor that Eric Bischoff gave me to, to get you your job back. For me? You did? Yeah, it's no big deal. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Listen. All right? Oh. You okay? You all right? Yeah. Okay. I know you've had a really, really, really rough day today. Oh, to say the least. Yeah. Maybe you can use a shoulder in here, so why don't we uh, get out of here and go talk or something, all right? Oh, sounds good. Let's get out of here. Uh, we got highlights. Did you get this on the network? Highlights of Mark Cuban angle that shouldn't have been on the pay per view. Yeah. Fortunately. See, my problem with all these four weeks, there's far too many fucking replays. There are. It's Replay City. Smackdown. Replay City at the minute. Every episode has at least three replays. Oh, definitely. Um, we go backstage and Randy Orton is informing Evolution that he cast in his favour for an IC title shot at Armageddon. Triple H lets them know that only he gets the pinfall. So do you think. Tonight. 
You think he forgot that there were cameras there? And he, he just talking off, off script. But he just thought that was don't a fucking for, meeting. Don't forget, I'll get the win. <laughs> Randall, uh, Richard, uh, tonight. David. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jericho, he has Trish out again. But she thinks Jericho, of all people, was in on the Matt Hardy setup. Jericho protests. He thought Matt would propose. And he uses his smooth Canadian moves to get a little smoochy smooch. You the man, Jericho. So Jericho's going to better. Tell you what, they've both got great pulling techniques to tell you, these two. Jericho is going to get Vince McMahon's sloppy seconds. <sighs> when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined Trish for me. Main event time. Goldberg, Batista, Orton, Triple H. Why are they just treating it like a normal tag team handicap match? Why don't they all just like, wait, he's here? Just beat him up. Do you know what more annoys me? 24 hours removed from Goldberg successfully defending the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. He loses clean to the pedigree. <laughs> Granted, we got he gets a Batista bomb with an RKO, RKO. Batista bomb. Well, it's not a Batista bomb yet. Um, and a pedigree in just over six minutes. Perfect length for Goldberg. Um, but yeah. Did you what JR called the Batista, not Batista bomb? Tiger bomb. Okay. I'm sorry, fucking what? Okay. The Tiger bomb. Did you see him hook the arms? Have you watched Jamie Noble much? Uh, yeah, it's Triple H getting the clean pin on Goldberg a night after doing the job. For me, it just feels like at the minute they have no idea how to take the title whatsoever. How to get the title off of yeah. Goldberg to get back to Triple no H. No idea. No idea. And so here comes... <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Kane interrupts a potential broken neck for Goldberg and then attacks him to presumably set up the last money match they've got going for the red brand. Goldberg versus Kane. But oh no 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 no. Triple H needs to be there as well. I get the win. <laughs> I'm in the main event. Once again. Forever. And the logo is my face. <laughs> so the logo for Armageddon. It's Triple H. It's yes. all. That stage is just Triple it's H. Triple H. So you. you if you went to that show, thinking Goldberg or Kane's walking yeah. out, champ, you'd walk in and see that and be like, oh, fuck, yeah, I put money on Triple H. They've done that before where like, um, they use Kane on posters and Kane's not even on the show. So but yeah, do, to be fair, as the Armageddon's go, hmm. if you think, can you remember Armageddon's 2002's poster? Re Tory Wilson. Yeah. In like some Roman gladiator, gladiator gear. Yeah. What that had to do with anything, I have no idea. This showing a demonic looking Triple H looking all angry and mean and vowing to get, get his Armageddon. It's, yeah, it's not quite get your vengeance, is it? No. It's not like, oh, oh I'm going to show no mercy. It's on Sunday, I'm bringing Armageddon. <laughs> the end is near. You think this is over between us, Goldberg? Well, it's not. It's not over until I say it's over. Never. Next week, I cash in my chips. Next week, Goldberg, you and me, one-on-one -on -one for the World Heavyweight Championship right here, live on Raw. And as for tonight, if you think it's over, wrong again. 
he mean by what did Joe Lex mean by that? He's not finished with oh, it. Look my. at this. Oh, 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 no. What the hell? Goldberg's hand is in that chair. It's like a shattered his ankle. It's a title match next week, but this one we're going to see tonight. Deciding for Hester's question is a better part of valor. I just don't know, but Evolution leaving the ring upon the arrival of the Big Red Monster. I know one thing. Goldberg can thank his lucky star. Oh, no! Oh, maybe not! Don't think he did! No, no, no! Slam! King Chuck slamming Goldberg! I think the highlight was literally just Kane coming out after. Yeah, it but was. But to establish that he now wants to get revenge on the guy who cost him to lose his mask. Yeah, he's now all of a sudden decided. It's like it's only been a month, if not longer, it's been two months. It was before vengeance. Oh, it's only been three months. No, no, no. no. So that was July. This is this is. It's only been five months. <laughs> and he's finally now decided to exact revenge for him forcing him to have his, match, uh, his mask removed. Um, a little bit of news coming out of Raw. Um, Goldust is not going to get his contract extended when it comes up um, in around uh, January of 2004. So enjoy it while it lasts because this is the last you're ever going to see of Goldust. Ever? <laughs> no, it does he not return in like 08 at the Rumble? Yeah. Or something along them lines. Don't after, worry. after his um, failed run in TNA as Black Rain. Fucking Black Rain, oh God. But don't worry, Ruth, there's a great And that one time we'll stood, he was just studying crowd, watching a match, just drinking beer. Yeah. I always wanted him to, to go with a legit Dustin Runnels character. The natural? No. Just Dustin Runnels. Not any gimmick or anything like that. Just, I am Dustin Runnels, my dad was Dusty, my brother is Cody, and I'm a cunt because I've never got the uh, appreciation I deserve. And just, just, be, an, just be a Stone Cold Steve Austin-esque, just yeah. walking around, kicking arse everybody, because Goldust is a massive dude. He's like Undertaker level of height. Not that tall, he's about the same height as me. I don't know, I'd say he's about 6'4", is he, Goldust? I'm 6'4". Well, there you go, it's about the same height as you there, yeah. yeah. But, so, yeah, but, so Undertaker, that's only fucking five inch short, six inch short in Undertaker. It's not much, you know, it, comparing to no, it's not. the Jamie Nobles of the world, um, and the Shannon Moores, and even the Matt Hardys. Mm. You th- I don't, yeah, I, I always want to see badass gold dust. Um, are you ready for a bit of smack of the down? I can't be some more, can it? Uh, <laughs> it's November the 20th, 2003, we are taped. 
from Houston, Texas, and your host, as always, Michael Cole and the Tears. Vincent Sable's teeny weeny little dress come out to talk about Spive Series. You can, you can tell Vince bladed last night, can't oh you? Oh my That's God. fucking massive plaster. Yeah, it's not just that, it's you can, when you can see the actual fucking cut, and that is a nasty, you can see why he lost so much blood. That is one nasty fucking looking cut. Um, I quite like while discussing last night's events, Vince claimed that Taker practically pulverised my privates. Which was I thought. was a fucking <laughs> uh, And then he looked at Sable and said, and if it wasn't for a bit of therapeutic massaging, I wouldn't be here tonight in front of everybody. <laughs> God, Vince. Uh, he recaps the match and calls Kane his avenging angel. But John Cena interrupts, however. And he After uses, Vince says that he's untouchable. I say, well, there. He says he uses the power of the words to cut Vince down. Um, he turns to Sable and says, Ask your slut. She's only after him money, Holmes. When she's done stealing from you, she comes to feel my funny bones. This should have led to a fucking scene <laughs> at Manfeud. <laughs> well, Sable looks at Vince and she's like, I'm not a slut. I'm only a slut for you. I'm not a slut for anybody else. <laughs> I was um, waiting for Jamie Noble to come out. It's like, What's the iron slots? I'm here. <laughs> I got five regret. Uh, he says that Sable's good for one thing. She taught you how to suck. John Cena's untouchable. You're just a stupid. <laughs> Brilliant line. And the crowd, they know they are so into these little Cena hang-ons now. They are hanging on every word because they know at the end. He's going to put the mic up for crowd, them to, crowd to participation, swear. mate. Everybody loves it. Every fucking body loves it. Uh I thought, yes, I totally agree with that segment. I believe that should have got into a Vince McMahon versus John Cena rivalry. And to the untrained eye, that's what you thought that would have led into mm. from that segment. Then you thought, well, that's it now. Vince has moved on to his next fucking main event of 2003. Because the fact that SmackDown doesn't have another pay-per-view now of 2003 yeah. must fucking irritate Vince. So he's like, damn it, damn it, Kevin. I, I need to be on pay-per-view, pal. It's, it's, it's my company, <laughs> damn it. Elsewhere, we see Lesnar, he's chewing the ass out of the troops for letting him down. Uh, but now he's changing his tune because he's now admitting that he did top out as opposed to his stance during the pay-per-view. And he makes some matches for tonight via Heyman to punish the team. Um, I like how he's not punishing himself, though. I just find it funny what he says to Matt Morgan. He shows him titles like, one day you could have this. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you bro. Even TNA didn't make him champ. Was he not? Was he not <laughs> a, that shitty plastic looking belt? They had him challenged for it, but that was it. I remember when he was tag champs with fucking... Hernandez. No. What did they call him? That dickhead who went at Goldberg streak. The dead fucker. Amazing Ned's brother. Crimson. <laughs> yeah. Talking Crimson with unbeaten run like you're a Goldberg. God, he wears shite. Up next, Rey Mysterio versus Akio. Uh, Rey comes back with a 619 on West Coast Pop for the finish at around five and a half minutes. Uh, didn't really click, uh, but it was the. Very, nice spots, so though. It was the SmackDown opener, weren't it? Where Cruiserweights. It Beautiful was, corkscrew moves It was WCW Cruiserweight division all over that but yeah for me it didn't really click but again but that west coast pop that spike was a bit nasty straight on ed even taz went off script there always worried me about that finisher though and it always like 
That's why he stops it. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't believe that it's because of his knee injuries. It's because if it's you don't get that full rotation, full rotation, bang. And it's not you as well. You've got to look after your neck. So you think you're coming down, you're going inside, or they're going outside, and yeah, it's it's not that. It's one of them moves that when you're a kid and you think it looks amazing, then once you're an adult and you realise the me- sort of mechanics behind it all, you're like, yeah, that could go wrong very badly, very that. easily. Yeah. Um, we go backstage, Paul Heyman, he offers Shannon Moore a chance to step out of the shadow of Mattitude as a jobber for Matt Morgan. What a lucky bastard. As up next, it is Shannon Moore versus said Matt Morgan. But I loved it when Heyman walk, walks away from Shannon and passes the rat roommate bashings of him. <laughs> He's, all, I, all I was expecting was, Heyman <laughs> <laughs> going, who are you? I'm Munch, I work here. <laughs> Um, so Shannon against Morgan uh, the generic big guy powerbomb finishes it at just under three minutes um, and as I said that was the, what the world has been asking for a tall muscular guy who uses a powerbomb as a finisher it should have been quicker if they want to push Morgan as a monster though. oh definitely I, I don't understand how why he's losing I know that Brock's got to belittle his team for letting him down and stuff like that, but that's what Nathan Jones is there for. <laughs> Use Nathan Jones as that fodder. Use Big Show as that fodder to, to take a loss or to take a storyline beating, verbal beating from Brock over what happened last night, or four nights ago, five nights ago, Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, up next, not Albert versus not JBL. The clothesline from hell is blocked with a bicycle kick that finally ends it at around five minutes. Um, I feel that Bradshaw needs a gimmick change. Maybe like to some mad stockbroker. Yeah, because uh, he's very wealthy, lad, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's, he just needs to uh, start wearing a cowboy hat. Like um, a crossbreed between Million Dollar Man and Stan Hansen. Or like a crossbreed between Million Dollar Man and the Smoking Guns. Yeah. Do you reckon that's how it was put across in creative? So, John, we've got an idea for you. We're going to leave you and on now because one of you not watched him is fucking old. <laughs> but we know you're old as well, John. But, but you're not as old. Because you're, not, because you're best mates with Vince and you go playing golf school, we've got an idea for you. You remember Million Dollar Man? Yep. You remember Smoking Guns? Yep. Create a bit of it. <laughs> Throw in a touch of Stan Hansen there and you've got JBL. He just needed a gun. That's all he needed was a, a little revolver and a fucking little, a gun holster. Walking around. Just, sure, he had one in that segment where he's chasing Mexican immigrants. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Up next, Chris Benoit versus Nathan Jones. It's like matter and antimatter colliding. <laughs> one of his last matches as well. Jones, he goes for his lethal finisher, holding a guy in the air while groping his bollocks. But Benoit reverses that into the crossface and gets the win at around five and a half minutes. Brock then attacks, but Hardcore Holly makes the save. With his new finishing move, which the is the full Nelson look. The full Nelson. Have you not seen the size of Lesnar's neck? What is a full Nelson going to do? Nothing. <laughs> Harley's trying to break his neck. He's, he can't even get his hands together. The cross face! The cross face! Nathan Jones is in trouble! He's going to tap! Jones is going to tap! And Brock Lesnar up on the apron! Up on the apron! Shot! Big one the right hand! Quickly back down in the cross face again! Just like Brock did 
happened now? It was Brock Lesnar who broke on poor Holly's neck a year ago. And Holly vows, Holly vows to make Lesnar pay. Brock Lesnar trying to get out of Houston alive, but hardcore Holly is all over Lesnar like a damn cheap suit. Lesnar whipped the barricade. Hardcore Holly out of nowhere. Now look. Rocking in a full That's Nelson. Foley's trying to break his neck with that full Nelson call. Holly is trying to break Lesnar's neck like Lesnar broke Holly's. And Bob Holly then is arrested. Because obviously, being a pro wrestler assigned to a brand and then interfering in that brand of your place of work um, is trespassing. Apparently. Assault. Even though, you know, they get paid to fight each other. Hmm. Um, and then Kane comes out for his eulogy and he talks about his brother who is apparently dead and people are remarkably unconcerned about that. Which I said this on the last episode. They are literally trying to tell you... Take us dead. Take us dead. <laughs> so the, the, we mentioned this on the last episode. So in WrestleMania 20, the return of the dead man. It's not. It's return of the corpse of Bugger Red. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's resurrected. He's resurrected. He fell into a late reincarnation. Do you reckon? No, this is a. This is the kind of promo he cut when he was running for mayor. <laughs> um, I came here tonight to give a eulogy for my brother, the Undertaker. The man that I buried alive at Survivor Series. But I can't do that. The truth is, the man that we knew as The Undertaker has been dead for a long time. My brother and I used to share a common bond. We were monsters. We lived to strike fear into the hearts of normal men. That was who we were. But my brother, the Undertaker, committed the most unpardonable of all sins. He betrayed himself. He became one of you. I know, I watched as he showed compassion and defended Stephanie McMahon. I watched as he showed weakness in losing to Brock Lesnar. This man was not my brother. This man was not a monster. A monster shows no compassion. A monster has no weaknesses. My brother was nothing but a fraud! But I stopped that. I took this imposter. I buried him alive. And I enjoyed it.
As I look around, all I see is a mass of pathetic insects that I could destroy anytime I wanted. But at least you people are true to your nature. My brother was not. But thanks to me, you will never have to see his pathetic carcass again. This so-called dead man was dead and buried long before Survivor Series. So all I have to say is rest in peace, my brother. Rest in peace. <laughs> they brought him over to Smackdown just for that no interaction with anybody yeah. I would have liked him to have done the eulogy then all of a sudden fucking here comes the money and fucking Shane flies in from somewhere and just fucking I find it funny they don't even mention his appearance on Raw no no it, it is I suppose in a way it's our story and your story's got nothing to do with each other so we shouldn't mention you but on the other side you are the same fucking company yeah. It's, yeah. And why weren't Vince out with him? Mm. That, yeah. Vince Sable there. Uh, they could have maybe had, it would have been good, maybe Vince or, ah, oh, that was it. That was it. So Kane's out, he's delivering his eulogy. He's there, he's getting a bit emotional, etc. And then the lights go out. Lightning ball hits. The fans are fucking go wild. People are going crazy. So lightning ball hits, lights are still out, and then a bike appears on the stage. No, I was going to go different. I was going to go lightning ball hits. We see this figure walk onto the stage. We get the camera angle of the Undertaker silhouette figure with the hat, the cloak. And then the lights come on. He brings the light up and it's fucking Vince. It's fucking Vince. <laughs> it's me, Austin. Oh, some of that would have been brilliant for me. Absolutely brilliant. Cruiserweight title time. Jamie Noble versus Tajiri. Uh, Tajiri misses the big kick, Noble bombs in for two, but in the height of cheesiness, a blind idiot wanders out to ringside with straightened hair, which I understand you are quite offended with. I'm not offended, just shit acting. <laughs> and we get, I'll, we'll get onto this uh, in a couple of episodes time, well, a couple of Smackdowns time, when she's stood at ringside watching the match. Yeah. Watching following, the following match. The uh, Nosy, uh, Nidia's distraction though causes Noble to get rolled up and pinned in around four minutes. Uh, yeah, talk about a blind distraction. Uh, <laughs> Elsewhere, House and Benjamin they promise Heyman that they'll make the Guerreros pay tonight. 
as it is time for Guerrero's versus the world's greatest tag team. Eddie gets the frog splash for the pin at around three and a half minutes, which is kind of rushed. Uh, but these guys, as they've shown, shown on pay-per-view, on SmackDown, one-on-one tag, they, everyone blends together so well. And how do you know that, well, you know what happens when tag teams aren't wearing the same colours? See, this is it. This is it. Dissension amongst the ranks. Next week, the cat is here. Why? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 um, Who's letting that fucking cat in? Somebody called his mum. Let him know that a cat's escaped. I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed Cat on Velocity yeah. last year. Because it was, it was funny on Velocity. Yeah. Well, this, I don't know. I don't know. Not at all. No. Elsewhere, Charvo is upset with Eddie's lack of support. Now, do you know if I was Eddie, I'd just fucking turn on my little fucking nephew, deliver some tough love, and just smack the shit out of the little fucker. Fucking shut up. I would smack Respect your elders. Shit out of the little cunt. I'm telling you now. Oh, next, Big Show versus John Cena. Um, why? I, 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 so, the ref gets bumped by Big Show, who sideslams Cena and then charges with the stairs. But Cena drop kicks him into the stairs, and we get that repeated and replayed over and over and, and over. over and over and over it and over. It was a grim spot, but Big Show's done this spot multiple times. This wasn't the first time we've seen this, <laughs> where he's gone down. Onto the steps. Did we see Avengers Earth 2? There you go. It's just in our timeline. He's, he's done this spot in WrestleMania 17, I believe, with Raven and Kane in the hardcore match. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not a new spot, but yeah. I'm sure we, I'm sure we saw it out as well. That fucking... Probably. That's the same fucking year. <laughs> uh, Cena gets the stairs, though. Clobber's show, and there's still no ref. Another one comes in to count the pin. Nine minutes. Um, it was filled with... But... They have to use them these little moments and spots of go out and get this, go out and get that. Because Big Show looked fucked already. He looked gassed with nine minutes. Yeah. And the poor fucker had not even done much and he looked fucked. Well we are getting to the the time when he's he's slowly getting to his largest size. Yeah. Oh mate, he's seen a real big show, he's the size of four big shows. Yeah. He's, he's That's only a big, couple of years big, away. He's the big big show. This ain't good, man. Uh-oh, oh no, what's he gonna do now, Cole? Big Show with those steel steps in here. Big Show oh, up his head. Oh my God, Cena's John in trouble. Get out of the way, John. He's gonna be smashed here. John, don't move, run, do something. And he took out the Big Show head oh. into the steel steps. Big Show may be out cold. John Cena may do this here. But the referee's down also. We need a referee or something out here. Both men are down. Big Show with Wanted to get one more win out here, but John Cena still got a little life left in him. John Cena throwing, throwing toward the steel stairs. What is Cena gonna do now? Can Big Show even get up from face first with the steel? Absolute all hell has broken loose in this matchup. We still don't have a referee pull. What's Cena gonna do now with these steps? John Cena desperately trying to lift those steel Does steps. Does he have up. the strength to get it up? He's got it! Steps off the skull of the big show! The Giants been slain! The cover from the referee has been knocked down! You can count forever. Don't matter, no referee, but here's the second referee! One, two, three! Yeah. Has done it! 
So that was that was your SmackDown though, Michael. That was your main event. Um, Lackluster a little bit. Yeah. I think. Um, we've come off. We've come off Survivor Series. Won? I can't decide which one won. Uh, I don't know. I think yet again we are suffering from no Kurt Angle syndrome. Yeah. It really is hurting. And in, in a, so I'm going to spoil the SmackDowns, but the episode, I think it's the last episode of SmackDown when Brock faces Ray. Yeah. And <laughs> and fucking Dominic's in the crowd. All this is great. My dad's music's fucking shit. <laughs> but when that quote unquote fan yeah. comes out. Yeah. I'd I'd have much I know we've seen it to death, but I'd much preferred it to be Angle. Yeah. No, I, I Not Bob I, I, fucking I Holly. I know. In the in the in the We're sorry your K Fabe cousin died. Yeah. That so is, is, that is it. here's your push. Here's your push. You're not uh, winning, but here's your push. But yeah, the only positive that's coming out of... It's weird, looking back at 2003, and this is what I'm taking out of it, but the only positive I take out of this episode is, my God, Cena's fucking brilliant. Yeah. It really is. His opening promo with Vince McMahon was brilliant. His match he should have led to an eventual okay. program. He's carrying a big show, fair enough. He's but, lift, he can lift the big show. Oh, absolutely brilliant. Um, so 1-1 one, one. who's winning red or blue I'm going blue um, just no, I'm, I, yeah. I'm going probably blue just I'd say probably because uh, um, Cena's match are you ready for some more Monday Night Raw I'm excited for this one because it's the return of A Raw, raw Roulette <laughs> Oh, yeah. 
or how about a last man standing match? Oh. Or what about a kiss my ass match? Uh oh, that's a good game show host, doesn't he? So it's November the 24th, 2003. We are live from Salt Lake City in Utah. Warming County. Fucking get married in them cousins. Your host, as always, RJ the King. And it's the return of Raw Roulette that we've not had since maybe about this time last year on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I think that was back when I just recovered Raws myself. You did, yeah. It was a lonely time sat talking about Raw to myself for two hours. Um, Raw Roulette. Now... We've brought this up in the past, I'm sure we have, off air. But I don't think, when we had Raw Roulette this time last year, as I said, I think it was just myself, so we didn't really discuss this in much detail. Um, how does it fucking work? So, I googled this, and the only uh, source I could find was on Reddit. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically, Wikipedia, the biggest grain of salt. Wikipedia stays. Apparently, it's some, so there's some guy... Uh, under cloth behind it, yeah, and there's tape, like aluminum tape on the other side of where it should stop, and he's got to spin it. See, I don't think that's the case. I don't. I, I think, think it's motored. I think it's motorized because if that was a guy, he would have to make. How could he stop that when it's going full rotation to stop it without it looking like it's, it's being stopped. pulled across to fall on that one? I think it's got to be motorized. So if anyone actually out there actually knows the yeah. exact we, way, we, we've googled it. We've, please let us know, because we would love to know. Yeah, is it motorized? Is it a guy that stops it with a fucking little bit of wood that just stops it in the right spot? Um, but it's a great gimmick. It's mm. a brilliant gimmick. Um, it's one that I feel they should get bring return to. Monday. But I'd love to see more random stuff like uh, the matches that don't get selected. So like you, never see, that wheel. you never see two guys end up in a brown panties. No. Thank God, but... But, like, you, you look at some of the matches on the wheel and there was a barbed wire match. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. It's the first spin of the wheel is immediately interrupted by Shawn Michaels, but Batista then interrupts as well. He's not here to fight, but he is here to compare Shawn to his bowel movement. I didn't come out here to fight with you. So I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to come down there and roll around with you. And honestly, Sean, I got chunks bigger than you and my bowel movement. Oh! But wait, Eric has a plan. They'll meet. Not tonight, though, but at the pay-per-view. So be giving HBK for your first pay-per-view singles match. Someone backstage loves you. I'd be more worried about you. you've got someone who's legitimately had problems with back injuries over the year and you're putting him against fucking botched Easter. If anyone can carry you, it's Michaels. It is, but there's carrying somebody to a good match and there's putting yourself in harm's way. Mm. I, I Rob Van Damme. <laughs> Which we'll get on to in a couple, a couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, our opening contest... It is a cage match. And I think this is the first women's cage match. I th have we not brought this up before? I, it may have been off air we brought this up when uh, where the women's division was having the first this and the first that mm. and the first this. Could this be the reason why we've not had that? Yeah, I think so. First ever. Because this Survivor is... Season 2 was the first women's hardcore, I believe. No. 
Uh, I believe that was Jack uh, Ivory versus Tory, not Wilson. Back at Unforgiven Nine or something like that. I'm sure they had a hardcore match. It was the first woman's hardcore match. But yeah, this is the first woman's cage match. Um, But yeah, did you notice how Molly spun the wheel? Like, (laughs) cock-handed. Who fucking spins like that? Upwards. As cage matches go, it wasn't ever going to be... um, Triple H Mankind level of no. cage match from SummerSlam 97. Um, but it did its job. Uh, it was all built up to the end. Lita tries to escape. But Matt comes and slams the door in the face, giving Victoria the win around four minutes. So are we going to get Matt versus Lita at Armageddon? It looks like it's going to be booked that way. Matt it? versus Lita. Battle of the sexes. Now, I'm sure that Lita... She look at this with not the fondest of memories. Do you know when people for years, for years, yeah. years, people dicked on her for falling in love with Adam, you bastard! Don't right. blame her. Don't blame her if he's gonna be smashing doors in her face. <laughs> Backstage, Randy Orton, he makes time with the roulette girls. So, I reckon Orton's wheel's going to land on Legend Killer. Do you reckon? Because there's a space on that board that says Legend Killer. Well, Eric spins. Great to see you, Randy. Eric, always a pleasure. Now, you know you got a match tonight, right? Right, right. But guess what? Okay. I took the liberty of spinning the wheel just a little bit ago, and it came up on a Legend Killer match. Can you imagine that? That's perfect. What, What a coincidence. Because I'm the legend killer. I know you're the legend killer. Hurricane and Rosie blow, Rosie blow in, but then get bugs against each other in a capture the midget match. <laughs> Vince has always found midgets funny. Which, you know, I was watching this. And I was, Fernando! I was watching this, and as soon as it landed on capture the midget, I just went, I bet Mike's pissing himself watching this. I was. <laughs> I feel like you and Vince would share the same fondness over midgets. <laughs> midgets are funny. I don't know if it's because I'm so tall. <laughs> and they only come up just above me. <laughs> the hell? Holy wheels of misfortune. The Hurricane and my faithful sidekick, Rosie, have heard that we had a match tonight and we're here to find out what it is. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Yeah, you do have a match tonight. It's going to be Hurricane versus Rosie. Now, the only question is what kind of match it's going to be. So why don't we spin the wheel? I should have made it a fight to the death match, but we we'll need Let's see what we've got. What have we got? Whoa! Capture the midget! In the name of all that is short and stout, what's up with that? Why don't I just show you? Fernando? Fernando? 
Where are you, Fernando? Fernando? There you are, Fernando! Ready? One, two, three, go! <laughs> now, as you can see, Fernando has left the room. And to capture the midget, Matt, it's really simple. The first man that captures the midget wins. Eric, midget isn't a very politically correct term. What if we refuse? <laughs> you can refuse if you'd like to. Then it turns into loser gets fired match. Take your pick. It's up to you. Let's see. Rosie, wait here. Merciful Minerva. Ladies, I just love my work. <laughs> so it is said legend killer match. Randy Orton versus Sergeant Slaughter. It's been six months since we've wheeled fucking Sarge out to beat up somebody, put on a Cobra clutch, and then receive said person's finisher and lose. Who was that against? I can't remember. We've had Sarge. Oh, we've had Sarge before. Who's Sarge? Um, La Resistance. That was it. I, mean, I think last other last time we saw him was when he uh, inspired Teddy Long. There you go. Yeah, we've seen. I, I enjoyed on SmackDown, weren't it? Yeah, I enjoyed um, Sergeant Slaughter's run as the commissioner in like '97, '98 with DX with the yeah, Hobbits. absolutely brilliant. And uh, let's forget about the fucking boot camp match with Triple H and, and Sarge. But Sarge was never the greatest of wrestlers for me growing up as a kid. No. I think we, especially at our generation, we missed the best Sergeant Slaughter, and that was in the '70s and '80s. Uh, his match with Pat Patterson, if you ever seen the Texas Death Match, I think it was. I've never seen it, but I've been Absolutely brutal. My first Sergeant Slaughter match I ever saw was at Media 17. <laughs> Fucking really? <laughs> oh dear. Go, but, but this is like go before... back and watch on the network. Sergeant Slaughter was better than that. <laughs> it, was, it, it wasn't yeah. world class, but he was better than that. Um, and RKO finishes in a minute and a half. Uh, Slaughter didn't even do his turnbuckle bump. Um, and RBD makes the save. And it's Frog Splash City, but Orton ducks away to push their little rivalry on mm. another week. Did you notice, uh, did you catch what JR mentioned? So Sl Sarge has wrestled Orton's granddad. Yeah. And his dad. Oh. So Sarge is actually the first person to wrestle three generations of one family. That's fucking decent, that. I bet there's nobody else that even comes close, neither. No. Because if you think, you'd be looking at perfect... So, Larry the Axe, perfect in, in Curtis. But Sarge would probably have wrestled one of them being Maybe Larry. perfect. Maybe Larry at a push. Um, yeah, there's not many, is there? That... Did you ever face Rocky Johnson, High Chief? And... Well, no, no, that's they're two different sides of family, aren't they, actually? Uh, well, kind of. Yeah, it's not It's not dad, dad, dad. Yeah, that in, in the case of this and in the case of... Uh, the 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 Hennigs. that's dad or the Orton's yeah or the yes yeah, yeah, but where in that case it's it's mum's dad my dad and me so up next is Bubba Dudley Garrison Cade versus Christine and Matt Hardy uh, apparently this is another one that we missed the spin because they were on an ad break yeah it's ended up a strange bedfellas match so yeah we've basically got four random fuckers in a match uh, Bubba um, sets up a bubble bomb but Matt walks out and Bubba acts all shocked. Uh, and Cade drops an elbow for the pin at three and a half minutes. Now, why would Bubba be shocked at Matt, a heel, walking out on his partner during a forced tag match? But then we got Cade bitching about it to Bubba, so 
are we getting? Is this Cade's? There's a heel turn in here somewhere. I just can't work out where it's coming from. Lance Garrison Cade, I think, yeah. is the one that's coming out of this as a heel. Yeah. But it was just a clusterfuck. But, but Christian's a face it, now. And I find it funny that Bubba's like, oh, I'm not seeing Medieval, so I'm putting my jibes back up. Yeah. And yeah, and Christian's a face now. I don't quite understand. Anyway, it's time for your Raw World title main event short in the episode. middle of the card. Short, short Raw, innit? <laughs> 42 minutes in, we've got a World title match. Uh, Goldberg against Triple H. Goldberg goes for the spear. Flair breaks it up and then Orton runs in, but gets speared and it's DQ'd at 6.14. Triple H then goes low and pedigrees Goldberg afterwards and the ref starts counting. And then Kane breaks up and after the bell count, which Goldberg kicked out of anyway, and Kane chases Triple H off and pounds on Goldberg. Somebody screwed up there big time. So the commentators are putting it across that Triple H had the title won if it wasn't for Kane. But Randy Orton calls the DQ. Calls the DQ, but then the ref started count. What a fucking load of bollocks Cluster that fuck. were! Backstage, Triple H goes into roid rage and he yells at Bischoff, which is stupid because Orton is the one that cost him the match. Kane also wants Goldberg, so Bischoff compromises and makes Goldberg, Kane, Allen at Armageddon. And Kane's a bit too close there to Allen. I quite like how they have no idea what they're going into this pay-per-view with. There's no storyline, there's no plan, it's just whatever Bischoff fancies. Because yeah. every match he's set so far... He's set on a whim tonight. Yeah. There's no storyline. There's no... The only one... The only one that groundwork was being put in was Orton and Rob Van Dam for the IC. Because they had two interactions. They had the Flair match, and then you had Orton's match, and then you had Orton say, that my favour is the IC title match at Armageddon. Mm. It's the only one that's had a bit. Every other one has been... And someone coming off of last month, or something new coming in, Bischoff has just gone, no, straight away, we'll make it for Armageddon. Like Kane, because they know we'll have world title match next week, Kane versus Goldberg. Every time a wrestler has interfered within the Goldberg feud with anybody, they've instantly been putting a match with them the next week. Mark Henry. Yep. Evolution. Batista. Making his return. And within a fortnight, he's fighting Goldberg. So it's... But Kane, on the other hand, straight into the pay-per-view main event. Straight there. Yeah, it's Kane, isn't it? It's... Garrison Lance Cade is missing a trick. 
he should have been the one here. And it could have been Gallison Lance Cade against Triple H against Goldberg Armageddon. <laughs> could you imagine? Yes, unfortunately, yes, I could have imagined it being that. Up next, Bugs T versus Mark Henry. And the wheel lands on the Salt Lake City Street fight. Uh, a bin gets set up in the corner by Booker T. And that little fickle hand of irony. Always the one that's setting up the weapon is the one that's receiving the weapon. And Mark Henry pins him for around three and a half minutes. I did like it uh, before Henry made his entrance. Booker T, is it ringing size? I've got an idea. Guess how the ringing size entrance. Smart. <laughs> no, very, very. And uh, we go to Bishop, and he spins for a bra and panties match. Oh, yeah. Watch it, you. With Trish Stratus. But Jericho, he runs in, and he tries to intervene, but Trish wants none of it. No, I'm a committed slut on the on Raw, and if they want me to whip out my titties and for fufu, I will whip out my titties and for fufu. No problem at all. Because Jericho, <laughs> no, I'm not having it. Nope, I'm not having it. The fans are calling for my fanny. I am getting out my fanny. It's that fucking commitment to this fucking story, that. Commitment to being a slut. Absolutely. All right, we see the midget escaping from the hurricane and leaping onto JL's lap, which makes him the winner. Of all the people to win the catch the midget. Jim Ross. I used to have a hurricane has got the fucking wild cow in it. <laughs> Up next, Rob Van Dam versus Steiner and Test in a handicap Singapore cane match. It's so gimmick heavy. This episode of Raw, Raw Roulette, is like me playing WB Smackdown in the universe mode. Every match, weapons. Every match, ladders, weapons, cages, everything. Three real rumbles, one match. Yes, oh, 100%. 10, 20, and 30, man. They won't give you that option for that reason. Uh, Rob, he frog splashes Steiner, but Test breaks up the inspirational moment with a cane to the head. And gets the pin in 2 minutes 44. And we go backstage to Jericho protesting to Bischoff about Trisha's treatment. But Eric thinks someone likes someone. Up next. The rematch that nobody wanted. Nobody wished for. 12 months in the making. This time we've taken away that distraction of Chris Nowinski and not of JBL. As one on one on Monday Night Raw. Jackie Gator. Goes up against Trish Stratus. Luckily, it's brought and panties. Yeah. So it doesn't require a massive element of wrestling. But it's still Jackie Gadia and anything could go wrong. Uh, Trish pulls off Jackie's pants around two minutes. Usual TNA silliness. Jackie gets upset and rips off Lillian's top. That's the sort of anger I could see. Yeah, you're pissed off at your match. Go and get some boobs. Yeah, I'll do the same. <laughs> Let me see them titties, I'm angry. We go backstage, Trish again tells Jericho to do the right thing. Um, The poor guy is whipped already. He's not even got got anywhere yet. And he's already whipped. Up next, Michaels, Jericho against Evolutions, Batista and Ric Flair. Shawn Michaels teaming with the guy that spent months, months at the start of the year idolising him and then beating him up. Having a great match at Mania. And then beating him up. Uh, blinded by the thumb of doom, Michaels hits Jericho by mistake and sets up the super kick. But Jericho super kicks Sean, who lands on Flair and gets the pin in five minutes. Um, a great ending. Yeah. Um, it was another weird match that, again, I, I, I can't. I, which, 
To be fair, the only saving grace of this was Jericho bailing at the end, leaving Sean to get beat down like evolution. <laughs> Jericho's we- like, yeah, I'm a smiley face, but I'm not fucking stupid. He's like, boom, right, I've won, see you later. <laughs> I'm going to go try and get laid by Trish Stratus. So that was your main event of Monday Night Raw. And Raw goes off the air, evolution, standing strong yet again. Sean Michaels, Sean is hurt badly. We need some help out here. Get some help out here. I think they could have had the world title gone last. Still have the same finish. Yeah. Um, but have the bit where they announce the main event for Armageddon. Have that on the next week's row. Yeah, or even have um, gone even dodgier and had Kane team with Michaels against Evolution. What sad is he on? <laughs> yeah, it's just, so he gets the wind, then chokes on Michaels. Yeah, so chokes on Michaels onto Flair. Yeah. Gets the victory. You can still have the same finish, but Jericho has got no involvement. Jericho's chasing Punani. He has no, no interest whatsoever in the main event at the minute. Michaels is always going to be sniffing around the main event because that's what Michaels It's Michaels. Does. But Jericho's got nothing to do with Evolution and main event at the minute. He's just he trying was to... there because Batista wasn't for a few months. Yeah. And that well, for a couple of months, and that's all it was. And Dot was still a bit too green. Yeah, I I, I don't understand. I, I really, really don't understand. But yeah, overall episodes of Raw, I didn't think that wasn't bad. It was a little bit better than um than the last, let's say. Mm-hmm. Bit yeah. of news coming off episode of Monday Night Raw. WB has signed six brand new competitors 
to developmental contracts. See if you'll recognise any of these names. Okay. Demond Thompson. Oh. Mark Magnus. Chris Cage. Not to be confused with Christian Cage. <laughs> John Tank Toland. I'm guessing he's a big guy. <laughs> Brett Brent Albright. Yes, I've heard of him. That is. Uh, Gunnar Scott. Well done. And Bobby Lashley. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> is he a bastard? <laughs> It's Bobby Lassie, baby. <laughs> and your bastard. Also, this may come as a surprise to many wrestling fans in the UK, but Sky Digital is about to launch its first ever wrestling-based channel in the second quarter of 2004. I remember that. Channel 268 on Sky Digital's Friendly TV will be running a test transmission throughout the whole of December with view to launching the channel officially in 2004. Do you want to give, do you want an idea, I'll give you an idea of the content that's going to be available within the first week of scheduling within the new wrestling channel. Monday, the 1st of December, FWA slash Ring of Honor, Frontiers of Honor. Tuesday, Matt Mayhem, presented by Gene Oakland which is classic footage featuring the Road Warriors, Jerry Lawler, Randy Savage, Rick Rude, and others. That sounds fucking That sounds class. good. That sounds good. Wednesday, Pro Wrestling Noah. Bit of Japanese stuff. Thursday, the Irish Whip Wrestling. That where Seamus came from, I believe. I believe so, yeah. Uh, Friday, Frontiers of Honor. So a repeat of the fucking Monday the show. Saturday, Matt Mayhem. A repeat of Tuesday's show and Sunday Pro Wrestling Noah, a repeat of Wednesday's show. I remember when I was watching the wrestling show, they had a lot of Major League Wrestling on there. Yes, uh, Combat Zone Wrestling yep. was on there. Uh, um, Pro Wrestling Noah, as you said. Uh, Ring of Honor. I don't remember Ring of Honor being on there. I um, don't. But again, I. But again, Ring of Honor was using a lot of the same guys as Major League Wrestling was. Yeah. And also, Steve Carino is the champion for Being rumoured that once the channel finally does launch, it will feature both NWA TNA's pay per views for free viewing and also the Explosion Show. But, to finish, there are no plans to show any backyard wrestling. <laughs> you see, Dub. I mean, you're showing CZW, and that's fucking. That is backyard. That's as backyard as they go. Um, Michael, it's some more blue band. Ah, right, we can't do. November 27th, 2003, we are taped from... I have no fucking... How the fuck do you say that? Boyce! Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Boise. Is that, is it? Boise. Boise. Toy Wilson's hometown. And there you go, then. Your hosts, as always, are Colin Taz. Uh, Paul Heyman, he has the entire roster surrounding the ring in honour of opportunity on Thanksgiving. It's a 20-man battle royale with the winner getting a shot against Brock Lesnar tonight. Absolutely fucking sparkling moment as Brock makes his entrance and everyone's standing on the apron. Now, there is one person that has watched WEP previews and watched WWE Smackdown who knows that when Brock Lesnar jumps on that apron, pulls them ropes, Pyro goes off in every four corner. Now, over 
that uh, Brock Lesnar was right uh, was <laughs> one brain spanky, brain spanky Kendrick. Kendrick, who was the only person who shits himself. Who shit himself when he pulled back on them ropes. Unfortunately, no pyro goes off. But he goes, fucking nail, you bastard! <laughs> it's like, it's, the best thing is, I've watched and watched it three or four times, and it's like you, you find a new reaction every time. It's fucking, fuck, fucking nail! They probably told them all backstage that there's not going to be any pyro for entrance. It's like you having a shit. <laughs> no, it was, it was too big to listen. There is that. There is that. Pussy up. Uh, well, happy Thanksgiving to you too. You see, unlike you, on a day like today, I came out here to give thanks. You see, Brock Lesnar is thankful at the age of only 26, I am well on my way to becoming the greatest WWE champion of all time. Well, that, that's, I guess he is cocky, Paul. That's pretty arrogant. You know, there have been a lot of great champions. The U-tapped out champ begins again. I am the greatest champion. I, Brock Lesnar, am the fightingest champion, as I should be, because I am afraid of no one. I am not afraid of you people, and I sure as hell am not afraid of any one of you guys. You see, I am not afraid of a guy with speed and agility. No, I'm not talking to you, you big knock-kneed Texan. I'm talking to you, you little jumping bean. I am not afraid of a guy that stands seven feet tall and weighs 500 pounds. I'm not afraid of a guy who's never been champion. And I sure as hell am not afraid of a guy that will never be a champion. But Benoit made Brock tap out. And these chants really get under the champion's skin that you tapped out, Chance. Yeah, I did tap out, Chris. I've tapped out twice in my career, and I guarantee you it will never. And each one of you guys, listen to this. I will never, ever tap out again. Uh, Brockton, he goes around the ring and insults various wrestlers and promises to never, ever tap out again. Tell that to take her in a couple of years. True that. In fact, he's going to make someone tap out tonight. Um, I suppose it's always good to have a goal. Uh, and just to make things different, and uh, Brock requests that Heyman force Cena and Benoit to win matches just to enter the Battle Royal. Because they beat him at the pay-per-view. There you go. And he's not very happy about that. So Cena gets to go through A-Train. 
Okay. Not that way. And Benoit gets to go through someone named after the break. And who is it? Da, da, da. He's seven foot tall. He's built like a brick shithouse. He moves like a lump of concrete. His finisher is the power bomb. It's Matt Morgan. <laughs> Morgan goes for the power bomb, but Benoit cowers into the crossface. Nice roll through. Minutes. It was a nice reversal when he got to lift him up into the crossface. Um, we go backstage. And Jamie Noble thinks Nidia might be faking the blindness. So he's talking to her, he's going, ooh, moving all his hands in front of her. And then all of a sudden he goes, boom! She shits herself. She shits herself. She goes, Jamie, I'm blind, not deaf. I love this gimmick at the minute. I love this. See, there is some humour with it, but at the same time, it's showing how shit of an actress Nidia is. Oh, Definitely. Um, it's weird because Noble, it's like... Uh, Noble's a great actor with this. It looks like he's caring. Uh, yeah, even though he, spoiler alert, right, he loses the match. He loses but he's the more, match. He's more concerned how she is. Lydia wants to come out. So he says, right, you can come out, but sit with Colin Taz. She goes, all right, no no worries. So she goes out, sits with Colin Taz. And then Tajiri starts fucking doing a sable and gyrating on the fucking... On the, on the, on the Spanish announce table, on the English announce table. Uh, and then Lydia goes low after she gropes to Jerry to work out where his bollocks are and then goes low but then that causes distraction Noble loses the match but then Noble comes over and as you said he's putting more effort into the character he actually is showing emotion yeah he's care. showing a, a concerned boyfriend where Nidia is where are you where are your bollocks where are your bollocks it's, yeah we spoke about it off air uh, but there was no mention of the history between no mention at all. Here. They could have, they didn't have to mention WCW. They didn't have to mention anything. They could have mentioned Japan. international in Japan. So that's where they always. If they don't want to mention a U, uh, an American-based company, they will either say in Japan or like, around the world. Like these Dragon. two, have, yeah. These two have wrestled around the world. But yeah, these two have interacted around the world as part of the Young Dragons, uh, being Jamie, ja- Jamie San was because in Young. Uh, we, um, we had Young, and then we had Kaz Hayushi, um, who was another, looked more Western English. than he did Asian. Um, yeah, not Akira? one mention. Uh, Akira was Jimmy, Jimmy Wang Yang. What was the, Lee Meow? Oh, Lee, Lee, yeah, Lee Meow was the, the Asian bird. Um, yeah, if that's, that's pod in favourite. Oh, is it just fucking hell, Meow. Um, elsewhere, Paul Heyman, he praises Shannon Moore's guts and then gives him Nathan Jones as a reward. And Nathan Jones gets the victory in around two minutes with a sloppy ass gut wrench. I think it's Morgan's own fault for trying to kick Morgan. Just pissed him off I even just more. I think it's more of Nathan Jones' own fault for deciding he wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah. I, I stick to. Well, this place. He lasted longer in wrestling than he did acting. Yeah. The <laughs> only thing he did acting was that Troy. I wasn't he in the condemned with Austin, there where he's trapped on the island. Oh, Vinnie Jones as well, weren't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's fucking Oscar winning Nathan Jones. <laughs> we go backstage and Eddie's worried about Charlo's knee, but he's got it under control. As our next match, Charlie Haas versus Eddie Guerrero. Benjamin, he prevents a frog splash. Eddie then steals Charlo's crutch. That's low even for fucking Eddie. And Nels has to get the pin in three and a half minutes. And then Charlo has a go at him for taking the fucking crutch. That's fair. Fair enough. We lie, we cheat, we steal. But yeah, get my Charlo's pissed off. I mean, the one thing that's helping him stand up. Yeah, and he just takes it away. It's like, no, 
I'm going to be that Hobbs. I'm walking over to Zach Cowling, unclipping his leg, and he's that. <laughs> Why oh. did that never happen? <laughs> Use it as a weapon. Up next, John Cena versus Not Tenzai. Cena FU's in for the pin in around five and a half minutes. Yeah, we, we knew that was going to happen. You knew that Cena was going, going over in this one. Let's see it. Somebody call his mama. Ernest the Cat Millet makes his big return and dances. Why? This dies a horrible death, so he invites Tory Wilson out to dance with him. Neither can do it particularly well, and this dude just drags on for forever and ever with no point. So yeah. is this the cat's new gimmick? Look at me, I'm going to bring a diva out to dance with. I think Spoiler he... alert, next week. Yeah, that's <laughs> all he does. Where's his in-ring debut? I don't think we see it until... Rumble? Do we have one? Yeah, apart Rumble? from the Rumble, yeah. Does he actually have a match? Rumble? <laughs> Up next, it's time for not one, not two, not three, not 20, because I counted 18. I counted 18 Man too. Battle Royal. Plethora of Smackdown fucking nobodies. Ultimo Dragon, Shannon Moore, Orlando Jordan. I like how Too Cool have got the good music back there. I love how you're calling them Too Cool and they're so not Too Cool. They are too not cool. They are so not cool. It's the not sexy Too Cool. <laughs> Scotty Too Hot in the fat guy. And Scotty's never really been hot in either. Scott and Keish. Scott and Rick. It's the fucking Steiner Brothers 2.0. <laughs> We've just come to cover the conspiracy here. Scott and Rick in a tooth. Oh, Jesus. I want to see if the kids here do a fucking bulldog. Tagging Scotty to like. Scotty comes in. Frankenstein. <laughs> so, battle roll time. Big Show, he tosses Stamboli right away and then dumps Dragon to block a crossbody attempt. Orlando Jordan is his next victim and then a bash him. Munch. Uh, is that Munch, was it? Okay. Yeah. Hiya! Uh, everyone goes off the show. And he keeps fighting them all off. Finally, 17 or so people is enough to get him out of the ring. We take a break. We return as Bradshaw and Nathan Jones went out during the break. A-Train, he boosts out Scotty Tuati, which annoyed me because you were tag team partners back then. I remember when you were the hip-hop people. Yep. And then go, go, go as Rhino dumps... Uh, uh, as Rhino hits the goal on A-Train. Morgan dumps Rhino, and then Rhino dumps Train. A big schmoz... Wipes out Hassan Morgan and Rikishi as Ray gets tossed. Not in that way. The other Basham follows and we're down to Benjamin, Cena, Benoit and Eddie. Now, do you know a final four for a rumble? Awesome. Now, that's a fucking final four, isn't it? Yeah. That's a final four. Eddie frog splashes Benjamin, but Cena refuses him. Benoit gets the Germans out. Benjamin super kicks Benoit. He tosses him, but Benoit, get, Benoit holds on and takes Benjamin out with a head scissors. Eddie then charges and gets dumped. Stop running in battle royals. Leaving us with Cena and Benoit. Cena slugs him down, but Benoit cross-faces him. Um, that means obviously nothing as Benoit opts to drop him on the top rope. Slug away, and they both tumble out at around 19 minutes. With the 94 Rumble replay. With Exactamon, though. Do you reckon it was just a practice run for no, Rumble with uh, Batista and Cena? It was accidental. Oh, of course. Um... Yeah, we've spent an entire episode of SmackDown building up to a battle royal. With no going to give a decisive winner, and that person is going to go on and face Brock Lesnar for the world title. And on to next week it goes.
Which is good because it means we are going to get Cedar Bedwar. Yeah, um, but give me a payoff, man. If you're going to stress that there's a payoff the entire fucking episode, give me that payoff. You know what you sound like? What? A 2019 wrestling fan. <laughs> John Cena's teetering. This Bedwar. Cena's going, I'm telling you. Moments away from a title shot with Lester. Heyman teases a three-way, but then pulls it back and makes Benoit versus Cena for the title shot next week. And then Team Lesnar lay out both guys to end that week's episode of Smack of the Down. A bit of news coming out of this week's Smack of the Down. Remember Edge? Adam, you bastard! Remember him? Remember Edge. He returns to see Dr. Lloyd Youngblood in mid-January, in which time it's hoped he will be cleared for light in-ring work beginning February the 1st. Edge's full clearance is still expected to come early March. So, Valmania. Valmania. Uh, I'd say they need him. I really... I'd think yeah. Edge's... But I remember how Edge returns. I don't want to see that. I want to see Edge... Con- Adam, you bastard! I want to see that Edge. Do you know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're walking around a cockshore of himself. Yeah. A full-on dickhead. Uh, but the, the smiley, happy-go-lucky, the best thing that's happened to Edge would have, it, horrible as it is, is getting injured. Because happy-go-lucky, smiley, Hulk Hogan's my hero, Edge. Would have that gone on? If he would have had a year and not been out for a year, that year, would have that been Edge's make, make or break year? And could it have gone the other way? Could he have been oh. more gangrel than Christian? Oh... Are you ready for some more Monday Night Raw? Yeah. December the 1st. It's nearly Christmas. We are into the last month of 2003. The last month. We are live from Sacramento. And your hosts always are JR and the King. Uh, Goldberg, he comes out and he wants Kane and Triple H right fucking now. But that never works. And indeed, Uncle Eric answers. And instead of the heels, he threatens to fire him if he steps out of line. But, I hear a distinctive theme tune. A car crash. I see someone who his knees don't work anymore waddling towards the ring. In a crowd here, half a crowd. My brain then goes, fucking hell, it's Mick Foley. And then he goes, fucking hell, this is how it all starts. See, my favourite. Foley effect. It's one of the worst for me, one of the worst storylines for Evolution. 
was the mania match of the rock and sock mm. of a 50% rock and a 20% Mick Foley against evolution who could be used for so much more. Goldberg's hey, not you! Not enough of this. Oh, look at this. Or anybody else can do a damn thing about it! Goldberg's about to explode here, King. Oh, look at this. But this is power crazy! Oh, he's drunk with his own power. It's an egomaniac. He's going to walk into this look. Wait a minute. What, what the hell is this? Oh, my God! Woo! I don't believe what I'm seeing! Is something that I can do about that. What do you mean by that? I don't have a clue. Goldberg, may I say it's a pleasure to meet the world heavyweight champion. But as much as a pleasure as it is, I'm here to talk to you, Eric. Talk to me! Talk to you about some things that Linda McMahon decided. You see, Linda, uh-oh, in looking at the trauma that her husband suffered at Survivor Series, and looking at the reactions of Vince McMahon on SmackDown, came to the conclusion that he might be suffering from a little bit of diminished mental capacity and might not be in control of some of the decisions he's making. So therefore, Linda and the board of directors have hired me as an outside consultant. Consultant? What? Outside consultant? As an outside consultant who can make any changes that I see fit to benefit this show. But Mick Foley comes out in a suit, hair's growing back nicely as well, and apparently Linda has hired Mick as a consultant who can make changes. A co-GM then, yeah? Yeah. It's, what was the fucking point? What was the fucking point? Because in six weeks' time, Austin's back. There is too many authority figures. Three weeks figures. from now. It's too many authority figures. Yeah, three weeks. Too many authority figures. Too many cooks. Um, so Mick Foley, he comes out in a suit with his hair, and he has a petition to bring Steve Austin back to Raw. Um, it's only been three weeks. <laughs> and Foley announces that he's the new commissioner, GM, fucking matchmaker. And it is time for our Raw Tag Titles as Garrison, Lance Cade and Mark Jindrak take on the Dudley Boys. Uh, Devon pounds and gets his own roll-up for the victory with the tights around two minutes. Showing him how it's done. Two-minute job, mate. Vanilla job connection. So you job to done this. Cade, though, he protests and calls for a replay. But the production guy, he does a double cross and he shows the replay of when Lance Garrison Cade 
was doing the little cheating tactics. He's like, no, not that one, not that one, not that one. fucking brilliant. Um, so I guess Lance Garrison Cade's now a heel. It must be. Are we going to have payoff? Mark nope. Jindrag versus Garrison Lance, Lance Garrison Cade? No, heel tag team. <laughs> Meanwhile, Al Snow stands up for Jaden Kindrak uh, and does a meet and greet with Foley. Uh, and he gives Coach and Snow, and Snow another shot at the announcer's job. But it's a singles match between Coach and King. And if Coach loses, he's fired. Mick Foley is trigger happy with the old fucking, you're fired, you're fired. Firing's for everyone! He's only showing Bischoff what he's been like. I know he's show, I know we get to the end and it is, he's showing Bischoff there. Oh no, he's only messing with you. He's showing how much of a cunt you've been. But come on, Mick, fucking hell, calm down. You don't have a roster. It'll just be two and a half hours of baby faces. Val Venus versus Rico. Fucking <laughs> uh, Booker T versus Test is our next match. Uh, Stacy distracts him with a slap and an axe kick. DQ, DQ, DQ. Should have been. Absolutely. What we talked about earlier. This is with DQ. Exactly. Booker offers us a Stacy Rooney, which is nothing but a cheap attempt to show her panties. Yep. Not Pan- that I'm complaining. Good lad, Booker. Uh, sadly, though, the mark every push continues afterwards, and he attacks Booker and lays him out. That's why he recently no got booed. Reaction. Only reason Mark Henry got booed was because he we couldn't see Stacy's pants anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Lita and Trish they have some girl talk um, in bras because obviously divas when they're not in wrestling gear. You just wear bras. You just wear bras. <laughs> Vince, you know Vince oh, did towel. that segment. Yeah, Vince ripped that segment so much. Um, and Steiner and Tess bring out Stacey for a bit of a dressing down. Um, now, I'm not sure that... I'm not saying I'm no fashion fucking icon, but chain fucking link headdress and blue jeans is not a look that I'd be continuing with Steiner if I was you. Yeah. Like, keep the jeans. Just give me that fucking shade mail. Yeah. You're um, not a fucking night at the round table. Steiner and Tess, they decided to form their own Kiss My Ass Club, um, which I did not see, uh, need, need to see more. Uh, but thankfully, McFall interrupts and he rescues her by firing Tess and then firing Steiner. <laughs> <laughs> Gone! TNA siren. Tess for w-, w champion on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Tess and Steiner to join uh, Team Lesnar. Oh, no. Well, Nathan Jones is going. So they need another big guy like Tess. Meanwhile, Steiner and Tess, they grab to Eric. As up next, it's Val Venus and Lance Storm versus La Resistance. I love how Lance Storm is modern day, as in 2003, William Regal. Yeah. Uh, William Regal would get thrown into these random tag team pairings. That's how Regal and Lance got together. They threw Regal away. Oh, we've had enough of you. With, uh, when Regal comes back after his injury, it's not long before Dave Taylor gets thrown in. Fucking yep. 75 years old and making his WWE debut. Hey, you're never too old to follow <laughs> your dreams. Fucking, ah, Jesus. Apparently. Uh, Val, he tosses Dupree and uh, faces finish with a heart attack. Yeah. Is it, Hi, Brett. Is it fucking Brett Art Appreciation? Are you watching this at home, Brett? We want you back on TV, Brett. This was like three months ago we had this. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, and we, get it, we get more art appreciation later with Chrissy wearing fucking black and pink. I know, that's what I mean. But I did like Christian's black and pink get up. Yeah. He's the same as the black and gold that he wore. Yeah. Um, was that the Rumble? I think it was last year's Rumble. The black it... and gold setup. Yeah. It was brilliant. And I like his white and blue. His Power Ranger esque. Uh, I like his white and 
white and gold. gold. Yeah. <laughs> Christian. Power Ranger. He's more colours than John Cena. He's a Power Ranger. Uh, Mick Foley, he gets on the mic and offers La Resistance forgiveness from the country if they'll say the Pledge of Allegiance. Conway goes for it. Go for it. Can you do it? No. Try, start. Pledge of Allegiance, I'll... three, two, one, now. I pledge allegiance to, to the, the flag, flag of the United, United States, States of America. America, America, America. <laughs> Liberty and justice for all. America. USA, USA, USA. Something like that. Is I that think it? that's what it is, yeah. I know that you have to finish with a big Jim Duggan. That's how it finishes. I'm sure that's why it is. You know, in schools in America, that's how they play, it? I pledge my allegiance. Um, Chris Jericho and Trish Stratus versus Rico and Jackie. Chris Jericho cosplaying as a 2002 with Bubba Dudley. So, Jericho, first undisputed champion. Yep. Is in a fucking random yep. throw together tag match with Rico. Yep. He's two weeks in a row, Trish and Jackie have gone one on one. Slash, granted, this is intergender, but still, yeah. What the? What the? Where the fuck is Victoria? She had a cage match with Lita. So you'd rather have... Uh, Victoria and Stephen Richards versus Jericho and Trish Stratus. Hell yeah. Because then you've got yeah. the storyline of Stratus and Victoria you can blend on and build on and work on. Jackie and... What's Jackie and Trisha's story? Oh yeah, let's take you back to a year ago where Jackie made herself look fucking stupid. And that's why she's never had a match since. <laughs> there you go. We go backstage, Bischoff, he tries to manipulate Kane into doing his dirty work against Foley for him. And up next, it's Matt Hardy versus Christian. And Matt Hardy's uh, new entrance is cut off, and we only get one Matt fact from the boys at fucking Spike as we go to adverse. That Matt fact being, Matt Hardy is more handsome than Christian. Now, Michael, we've had over the years some Matt facts, most of the Matt facts that we've agreed on. Yep, yeah, uh, and I've got... Uh, five of my favourite ones of all time. So, on the 31st of July, 2003, we had Matt is twice the wrestler that Zach Gowan is. Yes. Because he's got two legs. He's got two legs. <laughs> on the 24th of July, 2003, we had Matt has beaten Ray and Kidman at consecutive pay-per-views. Yes, stating the obvious, Matt Hardy. On the 3rd of April, 2003... Matt was the only Hardy to wrestle at Mania this year. He was, he was. Because Jeff got fired. <laughs> On the 5th of June 2003, we had Matt is taller than Rey Mysterio, because fucking everybody is. Yep. <laughs> and one of my personal favourites, which I completely agree with, and I feel the same way. On the 6th of March 2003, Matt enjoys looking at pictures in Playboy. <laughs> so they are all, you've just picked five there, from the year, the year of Matt's June. And every single Matt fact, I have to say, yep, no, yeah, that's, yeah, I agree. This is the first one you are I'm from a See, there was one, I'm another sorry. one that I didn't like. I'm sorry, Rico, I'm sorry, Rico, fucking Matt Hardy is not better looking than Christian. Christian's quite a good looking fella. Mm. Who's the better looking Hardy brother? Probably go Jeff. Who's the better looking Edge and Christian? I'd probably go Edge. So you've got the butt uglier ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my heart is my fact. I'm not as good looking as my brother. 
Um, there was there was one Matt Hardy fact that I'd never agreed with. Yeah. I can't remember the date, but it was that Matt takes hot tea with milk oh, and sweetener. You don't need fucking sweetener in tea. You don't need sugar in tea. So it's Matt Hardy against Christian. Unprinted attempt, but Molly Holly destroys Lita. Matt rolls him up for the pin in six and a half minutes. Um, so, like, two fluke roll-up finishes. So we're going to get a mixed tag through. match next week, then? Well, I want to see Lita versus Matt. When are we going to get that payoff? When are we going to get Matt versus Christian? What should be the actual fucking... No, no, I mean, fucking... That didn't have... Matt Hardy did not come out and say, I want to beat you up because you've tried get banging Matt. No, X. Nah. None of that. It was just, yeah, we've got two guys pulling together. Um, that they've, was, they've wrestled each other they've wrestled before. Each other before, it'll be okay. Up next, coach against Jerry Lawler. Fist drop, victory, 54 seconds. So coach is fired. Bye, coach. <laughs> so test... Gone. Steiner, gone. Coach, gone. Bellens, gone. gone. <laughs> I like Foley's no regime. I just could not get with JR singing after the match. Meanwhile, Jericho and Christian reveal that they're just competing to see who can score first. And Trish, of course, hears it all. Now, are you familiar with um, the Bruce Pritchard Something to Wrestle podcast? I'm familiar. I've not uh, heard many episodes, um, but... They, every now and again, they'll go back into the delves of Pritchard's past and discuss the storyline. Mm. Uh, I caught up recently with uh, discussing the this exact angle from 03, and <laughs> Pritchard says there was quite a funny joke going backstage with him and Brian Gertz, uh, where uh, he was saying, Someone's always got to be fucking! And that's the storyline. So, Michael, top 10, someone's always got to be fucking storylines. Number 10. Jamie Noble and his orgy after vengeance. Number 9. This current one, Jericho, Lish, Tree and Christian. Number 8. Stacey Keebler and do I want one roidy guy? Do I want the other roidy guy? I'll have both the roidy guys. Number seven. Poor John Morrison. Johnny, your bird's cheating on you, Batista. Have you seen Sizer <laughs> Number six. Bestiality sex. Kurt Angle and Charmel. Number five. <laughs> the Pretty Mean Sisters and their piece of meat. Number four. Mrs. CM Punk being quite the slag in 2012. That was with the... Brian and Kane <laughs> and Punk Cena. <laughs> Everybody! <laughs> Number three. Uh, Don Wilson and uh, Al Wilson and Tony Wilson. Yeah, that's the best way to go if you're dying. <laughs> if you're going to go, fuck yourself to death. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> it's a hand! She's given birth to a hand. Show give me younger hand. Notable mention. AJ Styles and Claire Lynch. <laughs> and tied at number one. Vincent, any fucking diva. So, Trish, Stacy, Candice Michelle, Tori, fucking anyone. May and Moolah. May and Moolah. Tied also with Edge and fucking Lita. Because someone's got to be fucking. And if they're fucking in real life, they got to be fucking. into a storyline. So Trish has overheard the Michael. The storyline is coming to a head, <laughs> literally. Um, one Canadian dollar. We knew it. 
The fans knew it. They all knew it. It was me, Trish. It was me all along. The only people that didn't know it was Trish and Lita. Trish now knows it. Is there any comeback now? Is there any way that... They can get their underwear. Jericho can get Trish's dish. And it's time for our main event. It's Kane, Orton, Batista versus Goldberg, Michaels and Rob Van Dam. Because the groin has got a poly groin and he's not on the show this evening. So do you realise that by Armageddon, after Michaels has faced Batista, in one calendar year, Michaels will have faced every member of Evolution yep, on pay-per-view? They don't fuck about, that's why. you got to cling to that main event spot. Skin the cat, old on to top rope. Any, any friend of Triple H is an opponent of mine. So it is. Um, Abby finishes Orton with Rolling Thunder, but Flair pulls out the ref for two. Uh, Rob Bell goes, goes up to the top with a frog splash, but there's no ref. So Mick Foley runs in and counts the pin at 13 and a half minutes. So he's yeah, a ref now too, is he? But oh, RVD and Orton weren't legal. That doesn't make raw. But they weren't legal. It's raw. So no one going to fuck about the rules anymore. Eric Bischoff interrupts the festivities, attacking Foley's decisions, but it turns out he was just jerking with us all. And everyone's not really fired. So we're not going to see Teston Steiner. We're not going to see Teston Steiner in the impact zone. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Not yet. As Raw goes off the air. The reverse heel kick. And I've got to look at the distance. and moaning. Easy now, JR. I don't think you gotta worry. I don't think he can fire you anymore. Congratulations, Mick Foley. You have effectively killed Raw your very first day on the job. Just what exactly were you thinking? Are you out of your mind? Killed Raw? Mick was right. The worst one thing Do you know what you've done? The people you fired? You have decimated the Raw roster single-handedly. We are ruined. Do you even have a clue? You are worse as a co-GM than Steve Austin ever was. At least he was competent. Wow. Man. Do you even understand that the minute you sign those release papers, Paul Heyman's going to be waiting over at SmackDown with open contracts? Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, Eric. You see, that's not going to happen because I'm not actually going to sign any release papers. What are you talking about? Are you out of your mind? No, Eric, I just wanted to show you what you've been like since you took power in Raw. I just want to show you what happens when you base your actions on greed, power, and ego instead of what's doing right for the people. You self-centered son of a bitch. Go! So, overall thoughts? Another episode of Raw in the bag? Mm, not quite entertaining, in parts. <laughs> quite in parts. Not really then, bag of wank. Yeah. 
Fucking brought out appreciation, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so we move on then, Michael. December the 4th, we are taped from San Jose, California. Your horses always are cold. And the Taz. Uh, Brock joins us and let us know that he can beat anybody up in the audience. So there shall be no more chanting about his tapping. And he recaps last week's events. And our opening match... It is Gaz and Munch versus Scotty Tawai and Rikishi. Not too cool. So, if they're not too cool... They're, sh- they're just... They're dud. They're dud. D-U-D. Dud. That's all they are. Little and large. It's <laughs> all just got a rig. <laughs> the Steiners 2.0. But if they're not too cool, and if they're not cool, I think it's about that time. I think it is. I think it's about time. You put it out to Twitter. Rufus Army, it's all up to you now. Scotty Tuhari and Rikishi, for some reason, have been put back together again. And they need a name. And obviously, they're not too cool. They're not cool. They're just Scott and Rick. Skishy. Skishy. John and James' dad and Uncle Scott. Ricotta. Ricotti. I don't fucking know. That's why we're shit at this and you're the masters. So we're going to put it out. Once this episode's live, we'll put it out on Twitter, on Facebook. You rename these and be, as always, we always say to you, don't worry about offending us and don't worry about you offending anybody offend else. Go wild. Go wild. Uh, Rikishi sets up the stink face, but Shaniqua distracts the ref and the Basham switch. Uh, Danny goes low on Quiche and to stop the ass licking action, but Scott takes him down and worms him. Uh, Rikishi then recovers from the low blow and gets a small drop onto Danny or could be Doug for the victory in 5 minutes and 32 elsewhere Heyman gets a new assistant Dawn Marie so Dawn Marie is basically now Sable but, yeah. but only because she was in ECW with Paul Dawn when you asked me about having a position within my administration did you think I'd say something like oh I have a lot of positions for you Dawn would be a start. This time around, I'm all about business. And I don't do the help. On second thought, take a memo. Dear sir. Dear sir. In light of your repugnant actions, your suspension remains intact until further notice. Regards, not even regards. Paul Heyman, general manager, SmackDown. Okay. Overnight that? To hardcore Holly. We're both adults. And there is something I need from you. Oh yeah, what's that? Dawn. I need you to go tell Shannon Moore that I'll meet him in the ring next. Next! Thanks. Paul Heyman joins us with Matt Morgan and Nathan Jones and calls out Shannon Moore. He's impressed by Shannon's tolerance to pain and agony. So we're going to get a handicap match? He gets the Big Show. Big Show versus Moore. Chokeslam, minute and a half. Total number of title defences since One. Big Show won the US belt. Uno. Zero. Uno. Oh, wait, you mean the title match, wasn't it? That was non-title. Can you imagine, Nick, it was for, for title and Moore got a 
like stole what the What happens next week happens now. Or as later on happens now, whatever. Yeah, definitely. Um, elsewhere, Jamie Noble tries to put his foot down, finally talking Nidia into staying, but he has an idea. And it was Jamie Noble versus Sokoda. We had a Keo, now it's time for Sokoda. If they don't bring Kaz Hayashi out next week, we'll have a fight with. Vince um, probably thinks that Sokoda is Kaz Hayashi. He probably thinks they're all the same person. They're all the fucking, I'm just Asian. Or you'll think, you must be Jamie Sam. You could be Jamie Sam. Um, Noble, he throws Nidia into the ring and shoves her into Sokoda and gets a roll-up pin at three minutes so far. Noble then lies to her afterwards, telling her that it was Tajiri. Now, that is heel. Like, Eddie Guerrero is touted for being one of the best heels in the existence of wrestling. Mm. For the tactics he used, like throwing the chair, taking his boot off, um, various tactics he used. Cheek to win. Now, to use your bird as a foreign object and to throw her in there is fucking genius. And that is why, Jamie Noble, I think we should give him a little moment of applause. What a guy. What, what a guy. What a fucking tactic. What? What a heel, guy. Heel fucking tactic. Use your bird. Use your Who's bird. blind but was still following every single Absolutely move in that match. fucking brilliant. Up next, John Cena and ben versus Benoit and the winner gets Brock in the main event. Uh, Cena FUs for the pin around five and a half minutes. However, controversy strikes as Benoit's foot was on the rope. See, that was just shit refereeing by Nick Patrick. What shit refereeing by You should Nick be in that Patrick. position to see the foot. He just put himself out of position, this fucking bullshit. No wonder WCW went under <laughs> refereeing like that. For mistakes like that. However, another ref, he comes in, shows the replay, so Nick, Nick Patrick restarts the match. We take a break, uh, and we come back from the break, and Benoit is going at it with the crossface, but Cena gets the desperation F you out of nowhere. Big Show, though, waddles in, and before he can capitalise, distracting Cena long enough for Cena to get cross-faced and taps in around six minutes. Uh, so, we kind of predicted it at Survivor Series that you could see that they were pushing Benoit as to be the next mm. big challenger for Lesnar. Hey, presto. He's the next big challenger for Lesnar, but yet, at the Rumble, it's Holly. Because... I know he gets his shot week. tonight in the main event, but usually how that works... In the next pay-per-view. It'll be the proper title match. No, but this could have been a title match tonight and fucking Team Lesnar could have interfered and Benoit could have been fucking shafted out of it. And then build up, to... up again to the actual title match where he maybe takes the title off him. Nope. Like, week before, like, a couple of weeks before Rumble, he has to beat all Team Lesnar. Yeah. He just has to do the Team Lesnar gauntlet. I just there's ways and means of booking it, but I suppose if, if they're in their mind now that they've got Benoit locked to win the Rumble, you've got to kind of keep him in the main event, but not, not keep him, have have him as champion. main event. Yeah, it's weird. Um, elsewhere, Eddie, he's pumped to help Charlo, but Charlo still blames him and wants him to stay in the back. Eddie suspects something is going on. What if, what if, what if Charlo's the one with the drunk problem? And he's using all his problems to deflect them onto Eddie and make Eddie feel bad because deep down inside he feels, he feels bad because he's got himself into that position that he's bitching at Eddie for. <laughs> I just love Eddie's license plate on his car. Fatten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I shout out to Perry who's now fat. <laughs> <laughs> no, he sees every time he goes past the cat, that cat. <laughs> the fucking fat cunt. 
Up next, Shelton versus Chavo. Tornado DDT and Eddie sneaks in with a frog splash, giving Chavo the win in three minutes. See, the crowd is too invested with what Eddie would be doing on the outside. They are, because no one cares about Chavo. Chavo is just a cheap but parody of Eddie Guerrero. I forgot Chavo had his own music. Ooh, Chavo! <laughs> no, it was his old WCW theme, weren't it? I don't, I don't recall. It was his old WCW That's, theme. I love that one. I love that Ooh, Chavo. That's yeah. a brilliant theme, Chavo. Main event theme. Yeah. Elsewhere, the FBI, they're taking bets on the main event, and A-Train puts 10,000 on Benoit. For the Paisans who just walked in, let me explain the odds. The odds are three to two in Brock Lesnar's favor. Oh, oh, oh. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Brock is the fresh man. Benoit, on the other hand, already went through the milk once tonight against Cena. That's a big difference. Keep that in mind. And I got one more tip, and it's free. I don't got to do this. Benoit did make Brock Lesnar tap out at Survivor Series. Keep it in mind. I'm looking for best. Give it to me. Give it to me. Five you're the man taking bets? I'm the man taking bets. I'm your man. Ten grand. Ten grand on Brock! Ten grand on Benoit. Hold on. Chuck P, you heard the man? Ten grand on Benoit! Put it in! Ten grand on Benoit! Bill Jimmy, what do you got? I like how they've given FBI something to do other than get beat up by a taker. Taker's not in anymore. Exactly. What's FBI going to do? Because they're, they're constantly on velocity. Every week, one of them's on velocity. Usually Chuck. Or Nunzio. And Palumbo. They're always, and all of them are on. They've velocity them, Orlando Jordan, and Shannon Moore, and Funaki, and Sean O'Hare. Sean O'Hare is the fucking MVP of a velocity at the minute. He's on there every week. Well, if you could, if you could cut a promo, it'd be done wonders yeah no definitely it's time for your Smackdown main event as it's Brock versus Benoit um, Brock gets the victory after going to town on Benoit's fucking legs with chairs and various holds and moves then applies this as the, the commentators put it across this crazy knee bar stretch muffler the stretch muffler um, which as an aw- that's an awful name muffler <laughs> In a finishing move. Muffler. Sounds, yeah, exactly. Stretch muffler sounds like a move that Al did on Dormarie that made him kill himself. <laughs> um, so. Death by snooze. Death by, death by stretch muffler. Um, it does look quite painful though. Mm. And the ref stops the matching on 18 RPs yeah, as Benoit blacks out. Well, yeah, it's like commentator said, bending like a pretzel. Yeah, he's literally folded him into 10,000. And I imagine when you're hanging and dangling. Because mm. the only thing that's on the floor are your arms. Yeah, and you're getting stretched by the knee, so all your and body weight is sitting on you. Oh, it's got a fucking hurt. Got a fucking hurt. Um, Smackdown goes off the air then with Benoit. Good showing, um, but he's not quite there yet, is he? Decent episode. Uh, decent matches, Decent, especially at main event in Cena versus Benoit. I enjoyed them too. Coming in then, we have, granted this isn't, and this is always the, the, the difficult situation, is it, when you're trying to take a, it's not trying to take a neutral look on it, we're trying to distinguish, determine who's fucking better in the month, but it's hard, 
but only one of them have got an end goal for that month. Yeah. Where these, their end goal now... It's just happened. It's No, if you think, when's the next time SmackDown's going to be at pay-per-view? Rumble. The Rumble. That is two months of build. Over two months of build with how it's worked out. Because do you think the 16th of November was Survivor Series? Yeah. But the Rumble's not till January. That's a lot of time that we've got to fill by having Benoit against somebody. Um, but overall, I thought that was a better week showing from the blue brand than the yeah. red brand. Still nothing that makes me jump out of my seat. I was probably more, no, I, no I'm going to fucking, no, tell a lie. Raw won it for me because Mick Foley's firing every cunt. It just gave it a bit of umph about it. It was a bit of comedy, a bit of, yeah, there was a bit so of humour. Foley being Raw made Smackdown step the game up for the week. But I still don't think they... they... I thought this was the best Smackdown episode we've had this run so far. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd agree. Backstage, Edge. Apparently, it's now been confirmed that his temporary return date is likely to be March, but he's guaranteed that he'll be fit for WrestleMania. Is Edge on the WrestleMania 20 match card? Busy fuck. <laughs> is next pay-per-view appearance in, in Backlash. If I say Billy, you say... Chuck. Oh, I was about to say Kidman. Um, the MCL tear that Billy Kidman's had is now healed and he should be making his return to the roster in the not-too-near future. Don't he return his heel as well? He does. And also, the return of Billy Gunn is slated to be sometime next week. I got so Billy Kidman's been out injured. Yep. He only came back a few months ago from injury. Yep. So did Billy Gunn. It's the curse of the Billies. Fucking Goldberg's next, isn't it? <laughs> and reports by the WWE off the back of that episode of SmackDown. We have just learnt that WWE superstar Nathan Jones has officially quit the WWE. It's not known if he will still work on the wrestling scene whatsoever. On the Asian-Australian tour, Jones supposedly just packed his bags and walked out on the locker room, quitting the company. As he left, he remarked on how he couldn't take it anymore. He supposedly had a very bad time on the trip up to the point of quitting and was especially ticked off with the bad plane ride um, oh, getting over there. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Big Show and Paul Heyman apparently tried to calm Jones down and keep him from quitting but to no avail. And Nathan Jones had actually come close to quitting many months ago but was talked out of it. That talk didn't work this time. Apparently Nathan Jones just could not hack WWE's travel schedule. Um, so well, at least he was in his um. I think that's why maybe yeah. if it was in Australia it was like fuck it I'm back I'm, like, I'm off mother and dad are East right corner yeah I'm off um, but for me for one he had everything he had the tools he had the look he had the story he had the yeah. charisma he just didn't have the fucking wrestling it, it was coming on is it? It, was, it was Nathan Jones now was better than Nathan Jones at Mania at Mania um but Nathan Jones, I think it's about time that we honor Nathan Jones with a round of applause. <laughs> Nathan Jones, the Colossus of Bugger Road. We salute you. Leave the memories alone. Uh, Michael, are you ready for the final episode of Monday Night Raw before our oh, Megan? The end is near. Now before we beat the Dudley boys, 
and become the new tag team champions right here tonight. That's next. Yep. Yeah. We've got something very, very important to say. We're going to get the Dudley's flowers? Lita, Trish, there's a lot of rumors flying around that you two are mad at us. And Chris and I just want to say from the bottoms of our hearts, we really, really hope that that's not true. <laughs> He's serious. We really, really feel bad about this. I mean, Trish, I've been calling you all week long on your cell phone, on your house phone. I've been leaving messages for you, and you haven't responded. It's breaking my heart. I don't know what else I can do to make this up to you. I don't know what else I can do. Hey, check this out. Uh-oh, look out here. There comes Trish and Lita. And they don't look too happy, King. Jericho may have an opportunity to do whatever it is he can do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Man. Talk about if looks could kill, Christian. Look at your faces. I mean, what did we do to you guys that, that, that would make you feel this way? I mean, what did we possibly do that can make... Okay. That's what this is about, the Canadian dollar. That's what this is about, the Canadian dollar. You're mad at us because of that bet? Because it was just a joke. It was just a stupid joke. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe our sense of humor was a little bit off, but you, but you know us. I mean, I can't believe you're seriously mad about that. <laughs> it was a goof. I mean, it was a little bit juvenile for sure, but do you really think that Christian and I would make a bet for $1 Canadian to see who could sleep with you guys first? Is that what you think? I mean, come on, Trish. You know the chemistry that we have? You feel the connection between us? It's genuine. It's the real thing. I would never jeopardize that for some stupid bet. I respect you way too much for that. I, I, I feel too much about you for that. And Lita, you know Christian feels the same. You know Christian feels the same way. He gave up his Survivor Series favor so you could keep your job. You know the real us? Trish. You know the real me. Don't listen to what they're saying. You know the real me. That's why I'm, I'm asking, I'm begging you to please, please accept my apology. I'm begging you, Trish, please. You know the real me. It's all about you, Trish. I can't stop thinking about you all the time. You know how I feel. Trish, please. You know how I feel about you. It's like I said last week. I've never felt this way about anybody my entire life. Trish, please. I've never felt this way about anybody ever. Accept my apology.
her for what they're doing. And hey, wait a minute. You're coming down. It's the 8th of December. We are live from Anaheim, California. My God, we are spending a lot of time in On the California. West Coast. Chris Jericho, that old softy, and Christian, that quite younger softy, they bring flowers for their various beloveds, uh, prompting Jericho to desperately suck up and apologise. It was it's all lost. a joke, you see. Apparently, no apology will be accepted, and the girls attack them with their own flowers. So, Hell I hath guess no fury. we're not getting Matt Hardy versus Lita. We're getting fucking vitamin C versus Trisha Wow. Wow. Now, I... If anyone can carry Trisha Lee, it's a good match. Well, we always try and compare something that went happened then to something that's going on now. Now, it's weird because we're in that resurgence period now because women all of a sudden matter to Vince or I think because... um, Social media being social media, Vince has to put it across that women now matter to Vince. Um, and we are slowly, slowly, slowly getting to the point where I think they're going to slowly start bringing in or bringing into back gender. into gender and mixed tag. Like, I grew up on an era of it not being the norm, but it not being, oh, that's weird. Not taboo. Yeah, like, I remember being a teenager and watching China in the King of the Ring 99. And she's fighting Road Dog, she's fighting, do you know what I mean? And she's fighting Jeff Jarrett for the IC title. She's going Big up, with Jericho. When she nearly fucking, when she, it looked like she was going to go for the world title. Do you know what I mean? It literally did look like that they were going to just fucking, just go for it and just throw all, everything, fucking all guns fucking out there and we're just going to fucking go, right, bollocks to it. We're going to make China the world champion. So, man against women, it was never taboo. And then all of a sudden, because of, political correctness and sponsorships, etc., etc. It's now been made taboo. It's weird because 2003, looking at this, you'd be like, oh, fucking hell, we've not had that in a while. Where if that happens now, so, like when that happened ooh, in the Royal Rumble, yeah. with Nia Jackson and on, and everyone was like, fucking hell, can you believe it? A woman getting beat, it's like, have you not watched anything from the past? It's not a new thing. It's just, it's now seen in this political correctness world of the world of, the, I hate the term, but the world of the snowflakes. Yeah. It is that, that the internet is there. So 20 years ago, someone could be pissed off with this. Well, I'd tell you, you tell your mate and your mate would tell his mate and that was it. We'd, we'd expressed our fucking annoyance. These days, all it takes is for five people to go on the internet, whinge about it, and then 10 people see that and then they share it and they share it and it goes into a big domino effect. Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal, for example. Yeah. 20 years ago, there would have been a Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal on, on WrestleMania. Every year. People would have whinged and mourned. Those, I couldn't give a fuck, personally. Yeah. Uh, but there is people that would have been affected with Moolah's antics in the day, back in the day, which is why they all band together and they, no, she's a cunt, she's this, this, that. But if this would have been 20 years ago without all this, it would have just got on with it and it would have just learned to accept it. Do you know what I mean? That's and like people crave for the attitude era back and a bit more edgier content. It's no way. Because that five percent that'll love it, the about ninety-five percent that'll bitch about it on the internet. Up next, road tag titles, the Dudley Boys versus Vitamin C. 3D on Christian finishes at 722. I would have liked Vitamin C to have won the titles then. And then put them on the line against Trish and Lita. You know what I noticed? 
Chrissy with the bet. Mm-hmm. Lita's head hit his crotch before Trish's hit <laughs> Jericho's. Up next, Batista versus RVD in a non-title match. Now, Michael, they do a spot where RVD was supposed to reverse a powerbomb. But they Falls fuck it flat up. On the, they both fall flat on the face. Everyone falls, and how RVD didn't manage die. to... Well, not even die, just how he didn't fall on his neck in the way that it would have ended his career there and then. That's like I don't know if you saw that years ago. Um, was it with AJ Styles? He was doing a no, it was it. It was him and James Ellsworth when he did the, uh, the Styles Clash onto Ellsworth. Yeah. Or Ellsworth did it onto him even was it? And he had to move his neck or Ellsworth move Ellsworth's neck or something. Ellsworth had to yeah. move his neck, yeah. And that was very much about how I felt about RVD. Then if RVD had not moved, he could have fucking smashed his neck into a thousand pieces. Um, but again, Dave's still learning. That's simple. You, Good luck, Michaels. You've got such a big guy. And Dave's still learning. Um, but uh, what are you going to do, though, when you put in someone who's got crippling back injuries against fucking Captain Fuckup? Uh, the match ends, though, with an actual Batista bomb after Flair's in, in, interference. It's the first time they call it the Batista bomb. The first time they call it the Batista bomb, and it was still sloppy as fuck. Is it only when he goes to SmackDown that it suddenly learns how to deliver that move? I think Triple H teaches him how to do it Mania. Because there's... That's the worst fucking attempt at a set-out powerbomb. It's, he falls backwards, he slips, he doesn't go down. Flush, it's... Dave, sort your shit out. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Up next, Cade and Jindrak versus Val Venus and Lance Storm. JR calls Garrison Cade Lance, Lance again. Yeah, he calls him Lance Cade, Cade Garrison Why Cade. Why not just change the fucking thing? It's not like people are that worried and are, gonna get, are that narrow-minded that if they lance, they say storm. I don't understand. I don't understand. What I don't understand is why do Lance and Lance look like a tag team wearing the same yeah, colours? Yeah, Lance and Lance. And why is Val and Jindrak yeah. wearing the same colours? Yeah, Mark, Sean, Lance and Lance. Bless them all. Um, Jindrak rolls Val up for the ham- with a handful of tights to the pin in three minutes. They're on a fucking run, but we are setting the record for this month for roll-up tights holding victories. This is like number seven. Ridiculous. Uh, but maybe roll up with the tyres is Jim Jack and Cade's new finisher. They've just not got it over yet. Getting rid of the double drop. <laughs> Getting rid of the uh... double drop kick. Yeah. Getting rid of the rocker special. Rock and roll express. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kane talks about his dog and how he's going to win the title and we won't like it. Uh, Foley joins us to announce his position as referee on the pay per view for the Orton RVD match. But La Resistance interrupt and once again beat the dead cheap heat horse that is Iraq and demand that Foley salute the French flag. They go for attack. But, oh my God. Now, Ray, a lot of this I knew were going to happen this month. This I did not I did not, did, I did not remember this at all. this man! Oh my fucking... This is a fucking return. Oh my God. It was fucking brilliant. This is Batman Returns was special and so, spoiled all the internet. I guess he's a face again, though. Yeah. But Rock hits catchphrases galore, hits on Lillian, and then buries La Resistance. He goes, what are you going to do? French kiss each other to death? <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. And then he goes, I'm going <laughs> to... And then what I'm going to do is I'm knock them lips off so you can kiss each other's asses. Welcome back, Rocky. Welcome back. It's not Rocky. 
Rocky. <laughs> uh, Mick calls it a rock and sock connection and Rock's offended long enough for the French to attack. But Rock kips up during the pre-dance and kicks his ass. Several people's elbows follow. And, it and the people's be... follow the elbows to the bollocks. Yeah, I mean, uh, it may only be a one-nighter, but welcome back, Dwayne. Great to see him. And, as I said, this is back when it was a special surprise. The crowd reaction for starters. Well, as you know, I keep in tabs with the dirt sheets in 2003. I read near enough every day yeah. through the month that we look at, try and look at every article, see if it's worthwhile discussing with you, or just ignore him. Not once was there backstage this, backstage that. No SE scoops, no wrestle votes, no all these fucking hundreds of thousands of dirt sheets reporting backstage this, backstage that, backstage this. I understand you want to get likes to your page. I understand that click means money. I get all that. I absolutely get all that, but that's how you do it. Mm. Do you want to cause a surprise? Like all your people behind your SE scoops, your Lords of Pains, they must be wrestling fans. Yeah, you're ruining your own surprises by reporting about it. Do you know what I mean? And, and that if that would have got reported about, maybe you may. Remember, you remember he returned a couple of months ago for one night, and he came. We just saw him backstage, and he was. Shaking hands, kissing babies and stuff. Trying um, to get in Laura's pants. Uh, exactly. Uh, we, we get that multiple times over the years since Rock left WWE yeah. to go and be a film star. Um, you don't need to be told that someone like that who's not going to be involved in a storyline, it's not like he's coming back and he's going to go and smash Dahlberg and say, come on then, motherfucker, where's my rematch? Do you know what I mean? He's going to get none of that. You've just got him saving his pal. Beating up the foreigners. It's always the foreigners that always get the returns. Yeah. Beating up, his, helping his pal. Absolutely brilliant. And fingers crossed he's here going forward, but I don't. Looking. See him twice more. Yeah. Up next, Mark Henry, Test and Scott Steiner versus Hurricane, Rosie and Booker T. I quite like how Mark Henry ditched the white fucking singlet. Yeah. He looks better in dark singlet. I don't know if it's just because he's a, he's a black guy. And the white just makes it look even whiter. But he's, give me dark purple, give me dark black, give me, give me dark blue. Don't give me white. I don't ever want to see Mark Henry in a white singlet ever yep. again. Um, Hurricane gets the blockbust on Henry but walks into a bear hug and submits in around 40 minutes. Uh, meanwhile, Bischoff, he assigns Batista and Orton to be Lumberjacks in tonight's main event and gives them permission to beat up anyone who leaves the ring. Up next, Stratus, Lita, Holly and Victoria. Uh, Mattitude interjects itself and the heels double team Lee out with a side slam for three and a half minutes. So we are still going to get them maybe at the Rumble. Matt Hardy versus Lita. I want Matt Hardy versus Lita. I doubt we are going <laughs> to. Main event time. Lumberjack City. Goldberg and Kane. Non-title. The only Lumberjacks are Flair, Batista, Orton and Mark Henry. JR calls uh, Triple H uh, calls Goldberg, sorry, the undisputed world heavyweight champion. How? Well, that doesn't completely contradict the whole point of the brand extension with two world titles. Yeah. Etc. Etc. Orton slingshots in for the DQ at five and a half minutes. The heel beatdown follows, but Shawn Michaels bails out Booker, Ron Van Dam, and Goldberg as Raw goes off the air. The go home show. And of Armageddon with where, Triple H. Yeah, where was Alan? Injured again. Doing something again. Stephanie. Probably again. Doing Stephanie. 
to be fair. Yeah. Go and fight Goldberg on Raw or do Steph. I'm ready. Are you ready? Because that was a shit go home <laughs> show. So it is the final stop on this month's worth of Raw and Smackdowns. We are in San Diego, California. Still in California. As of December the 11th, Paul Heyman starts out by announcing that Chris Benoit will never get another shot at a title as long as he's GM, which is a brilliant cold opening. Mm. It was not. This was before the theme tune started, and it just cut straight to the arena. Heyman, it's all dark, it's dingy. He's got his face straight at the camera. And it, this yeah. is Kevin Dunn. Oh, it's, uh, Kevin Dunn finest at work. his finest. At his finest. And not, did you see, I posted it to the page. And I thought, it's fucking genius. A fan cam shot from the arena with Seth Rollins attacking Drew McIntyre with the chair. So go and have a look on the page. I've also, if you go look on the Twitter page, because on the thread, I've also posted what we saw at home. So that's on Monday Night Raw footage. Yeah. So you've got Rollins smashing McIntyre over and over and over with a chair on the highway. And cameraman is going up, down, up, down. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. seen that. It's fucking brutal. It's like Kevin Dunn, what a cunt. What a cunt. Um, Brock joins us to gloat about the victory over Benoit last week and points out that no one is in his league. And he threatens to make everyone in the audience tap out and have them all deported. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Reigning, defending, undisputed champion, Donald Trump! <laughs> I'm gonna build a wall, run SmackDown, no fuckers coming back in. Make SmackDown great again. <laughs> <laughs> Make SmackDown great again. I sound like fucking Bobby Lashley. I'm Bobby Lashley, baby. Make SmackDown great again, brother. Brock Lesnar is unstoppable. And each and every one of you know it. Go ahead, you people chant, you tap down all you want, because I got two things I can chant to you. Not only can Brock Lesnar make each and every one of you tap out, Brock Lesnar can get each and every one of you deported. You see, I got a little chant for you guys right here in Mexico. 
Diego, wherever the hell we're at, you all look the same. It might as well be. It might as well be Mexico. It looks like Mexico out here. So I thought I was in Mexico. I'm in San Diego. Anyways, you people need to show me Brock Lesnar some respect around here. I don't give a damn where I'm at. San Diego, Mexico, I don't care where I'm at. Show me respect. Rhino versus Bradshaw up next, and not JBL with the big boot and corner clothesline setting up a suplex. Rhino hooks the leg and gets the pin. Four minutes. So pointless nonsense. Rhino's still got a job then. <laughs> Elsewhere, Nathan Jones is erased from the programming with an offhand comment by Paul Heyman. Who then choose out A-Train for, batting, for uh, betting on Benoit last week. Uh, so we now have to fight for his spot against the awesome force that is... Shannon Moore. I love how... So is it next week going to be Shannon Moore versus Lesnar? That's all... Why has Shannon Moore not gone to Raw with Matt? I don't I don't understand. Why, they've not explained that bit. Yeah, because they'd have had the same kind of contract. He had, he had Matt Hardy's cock in his mouth for months. And he's not followed Matt, surely they... Yeah, but didn't Matt employ more? Yeah. So... Matt brought him in. By proxy, when Matt leaves his property, should come with him. That's usually how it works. Justice for Shannon. Justice for Shannon Moore. These big burly bastards, it needs to stop. Up next, A-Train versus Shannon Moore. Shannon Moore gets the win. Shannon Moore gets the win... Team Lesnar come in and look to be beating up on Shannon, but no, double cross. And A-Train with what now will be perceived as a face turn. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you got this on the network, uh, we got a video package for uh, Passport to Smackdown, which was the tour um, that we mentioned a bit ago with the Australia and Asia tour. Yeah. Um, so we get all loads of little splicey, splicey clips from the tour. Up first, we're in Seoul, South Korea. We see shots of Ebony and Ivory hanging around with Tajiri's family. Uh, we get a shot of Nakamura's mum in the audience shouting, you suck. Uh, up next on to Singapore, uh, we've got John Cena. He's slowly turning into this white meat baby face we all love. He speaks in that foreign language that he's... Uh, if he's in French, he goes, Je m'appelle, motherfucker! But if he's in Singapore, he goes, Oh, konnichiwa, see me! And all this. Um, and then we get shots of Australia... And the only time within the entire month that the Guerreros aren't arguing um, is they're thanking Australia for allowing to come. <laughs> Viva la raza! Hola de Australia! And then we see not JBL yet, surfing in the sea. That sounded like a wicked tour. Just for JBL surfing. <laughs> no, I must say, Nakamura's mum in that audience with a sign saying, You suck! You suck! Uh, Ebony and Ivory. It's absolutely brilliant. Because it made me think, people chant you suck to Kurt Angle as a term of endearment. Mm. But they still use the same chant to Team Angle, or not Team Angle anymore. Is that a term of endearment as well? Because I'm not having it if somebody thinks that they suck, because they fucking do not. It's a term of endearment, gotta be. It's gotta be, haven't it? Two of the best Mac wrestlers. Oh, they could, they could go. World's greatest tag team. World's greatest tag team. Well, like... B team, B team. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> um, we see Rey Mysterio's family at ringside. Mommy Mysterio, 
little baby Mysterio. And who's that to the left or our right? It's little Dom Dom Mysterio. Edison. Who's that jumping out the sky? I'm not listening. This He does not like his daddy's music. And it's not Eddie's son. By the laws of Sun on a Pole, Dominic Guerrero is Dominic Mysterio. And have you seen, oh my God, did you watch Dominic Guerrero on Raw last week? Uh, yeah. Smackdown? Yeah. Whatever it was. Towering over this him. great fucking Carly Mysterio. And did you know that Rey Mysterio has applied for the trademark for Prince Mysterio? Uh, the excitement continues as Kat brings out Sable to dance with. And Sable says the only man that she dances with is Vince McMahon. Uh, but Kat, he's not having none of it. And he keeps dragging her and dragging her up to the point that we get pow, right in the kisser. Um, then Kat just starts dancing anyway in I his don't, pants. Yeah. The only one good thing about this whole segment was Kat, when he was introducing Sable, he went, the only woman that makes Kat's tail go straight up. And I was like, that's fair play. At least they're trying to add a little bit of humour into it. Um, but it is interesting though because without Vincent Stephanie around anymore the fuck does Sable do? Elsewhere Eddie tries to explain the beer out to Charvo who promises not to tag Eddie in tonight and up next it's Los Guerreros versus the world's greatest tag team Charvo tags himself in for the frog splash on Benjamin which gets a 2 House drop kicks Charvo into Eddie sending him off the apron and the super kick looks to finish but Eddie's a legal man Eddie, Eddie, ever the inventive one, uses an air filter as a weapon and gets the pin on Benjamin in 16 minutes. As much as I enjoy seeing Eddie, Chavo, Shelton and Charlie, it's not four months ago. Move on. Yeah, there's other tag teams. This needs to break. They need to have a bust up. Chavo needs to turn on Eddie. We need to have that beat down. Eddie needs to be being built as the sympathetic sympathetic face yeah he needs to be built as that I don't know if they're going to go with that way you know it's crazy to think we're two months away now from No Way Out yeah we're Eddie we're two months away from Eddie winning the world title how do we get from this to that in two uh, well yeah yeah, so two two and a half months how we get from this to that I do not know I, I'm looking forward to it. I yeah. really am looking forward to it, but I do not know because the only thing that Eddie's got going for him at the minute is the fan support. It's the only thing. His storyline sucks. I want to see a long-term... <coughs> we need the title. He should have never dropped the US belt to Big Show. Yeah. He doesn't drop the belt. He can drop the belt to Charvo, and him and Charvo can spend however long they want. I know, granted, in their minds, they've got different plans for Eddie going forward, but we don't know that now. If we're in December 03, yeah. keep the belt on Eddie. Have Charvo and Eddie battle over Christmas. I mean, why is Eddie not on this rematch? It's fucking... Smackdown's gone downhill, mate. It really has. Battle rap time. Big Show versus John Cena. Um, Show's dressed like Conan. And that has made me chuckle. He's like, look at the big Conan. With fucking bandana and all. And John Cena debuts his new old school degree logo shirt. The best John Cena merch ever. Because it runs because he gets a bat, he gets a necklace out of it, he gets a wristband out of it, a headband, a cap, a t-shirt, brilliant, absolutely fucking brilliant. Yo, I'm the big show. There ain't none meaner. Last week, I screwed over you, John Cena. Ooh. Yo, oh dude, I got punks you out all over town. What are you gonna do about it, bitch? I'm five hundred pounds. <laughs> 
Look, it's it, like he's thinking about it as he's going. It, They've not rewritten these lines. No. <laughs> just go on then, just stop rhyming. Look at you looking at me. You're nothing, I'm a James. In my world, you're the white girl, and I'm Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Oh, Cena loved that one he as well. He really did. He really liked that one. He wanted to applaud it. You knew it. <laughs> nah, dog, you can't see me in the ring. I'm, I'm better than you on the stick. Matter of fact, my finger is bigger than your dick. And then Cena replies with, "Can you repeat that last line? I didn't really get that. I just did every breathing due to choking on your neck fat." Man, I can't believe how out of shape you're getting. You've been talking for 30 seconds. Dude, you're already sweating. Did you eat from the toilet? I'm smelling mysterious gases. Oh, bro, close your mouth. You've got the breath of a thousand asses. <laughs> Yo, it's either that or you're rocking some phony pits. You're just a fat slob with hairy baloney tits. You need to hit them sit-ups too. You're not exactly the leanest. Forget seeing me, bro. You can't even see your own penis. Mine ain't bigger than your finger. It's bigger than your head. Think I'm coming up short? That's not what your mama said. Ooh. I think that line would it. And since it's a battle rap, I'm not going to get hurt. How am I going to get dissed by a white, fat, a white fat Albert? I didn't get that. You don't know who Fat Albert is? I don't is. know who Fat Albert is, so I didn't get that. Uh, so now, now your rap career is over. It's time for you to quit. Ain't no place for a 500 pound Walking piece of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, Big Show won that for me. I thought Big Show would easily better. Easily better. And it's time for your main event. As it is Brock Lesnar versus Dominic still not happy with the fucking music. I don't like how that sounds. Youngest is fast asleep. Youngest is fast asleep because resting shit against Rey Mysterio. The West Coast pop is foolishly attempted and blocked with a powerbomb by Brock. And the Brock muffler... Kills him dead in 15 minutes. And then Hardcore Holly sneaks in, dressed as a Mysterio family member. What I wanted to see, which you know when they showed the original shot of Mysterio's family and yeah. Dominic covered his ears, have Bob Holly sat there behind them in his mask. There were three guys behind him in masks. Yeah, but not one of them. Yeah, they were tiny. Not one of them were Bob. I'm no. not having it that one of them were Bob Holly. And just have one of them. Do you know just something that would have, I don't know how they could have done it and just made it, Distinctive that it was Bob. He's breaking Mysterio. Paul Mysterio let Mysterio tap out here. Lester trying to hook him in. He can't, but Brock, Brock's got all the leverage in the world. All his body weight. Mysterio's in trouble. Ray Mysterio's gonna snap in half. He's gonna have no choice but to tap out. And Mysterio taps out. Mysterio had no choice but to tap out to Lester. There's no shame in that. No. Ray Mysterio. And I'm sure Ray's wife, Angie, is not unhappy that it's happened. You should be, and I'm sure Mysterio's family obviously is proud of Ray Mysterio, and they should be. Wait a minute. What the, the hell? Well, that, that's one of Mysterio's family members well, rushing into the ring and security alert yeah. getting him out of there. Oh, you don't want to do that. I know his family of Ray Mysterio. This guy is... Everybody is coming after Brock Lesnar as of late, but Hardcore Holly just 
Uh, so Bob Holly is the one that ends this month of Rose and Smackdowns. We're supposed <laughs> to believe that Brock Lesnar is scared of Bob Holly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Rose and Smackdown. So I think, Michael, we shall leave it there. Uh, but before we go, do you want us to run down the card for Armageddon? Our last the preview. end is near. Uh, 2003. Um, is there any before we run through the card, any matches that you're actually genuinely looking forward to, to watching? Um, Alan taking the title back. Not looking forward to matches Alan taking the title back. <laughs> uh, RVD and Orton could be a good one. Did you know what the tagline for Armageddon was? Is it the end is near? The evolution of the game. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. So the card for... Armageddon, um, the Sunday night pre-show, Rico against Heidenreich. Heidenreich with a pay-per-view. Heidenreich-ish, ish. Um, spoiler alert, it's over in a minute and 30. Is it Heidenreich wins? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Rico gets the Rose Jobber, Rose resident Jobber to the stars. Yeah, but we've said it's about jobbers. If you're jobbers at stars, you don't yeah, have to you, job you the don't jobs. Have to job to the jobbers, yeah. You don't do the job to the jobbers. Um, so the paper itself, Booker versus Mark Henry. Orton yeah. versus Rob Van Dam for the IC belt. Jericho and Christian versus Lita and Trish Stratus. Michaels versus Batista in a legend versus legend killer match. Because <laughs> if Michaels doesn't watch himself, Batista will. What about Orton being called Legend Killer? He nearly killed Rob Van Dam two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, evolution of Batista and Ric Flair will join in, spoiler alert, tag team turmoil and maybe walk away with the gold. Uh, Molly Holly against Ivory. Because Ivory's built up this past month into Storyline. Obviously. For the woman's title. So, and for the world title, it is Triple H, it is Goldberg, it is Kane. I am not looking forward to that at Molly all. Holly versus Ivory. Yep. And until next time, Michael, let everybody know where they can find us on all forms of social media. Well, on all forms of social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and uh, uh, platforms of Spotify and SoundCloud, at REA Podcast. That is it. And until next time, where we take a look at the final step of 2003. My God, it's been a long one. I've been Dave. That's been Mike. Until then. Aye! Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A predator smells fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smelled I was hot. I want it all. The sex and what success Stress up, I want it all, no less So come on